by the pricking of my thumbs, my friends, something wicked this way comes. Hello and welcome to Something Wicked, our weekly Wednesday 6 p.m. D&D live improv comedy show set in a gothic horror setting. Woo! I am going to toss it right over to our beautiful, rapacious, ever hungry for social gossip, my friend Cassie Thorne. Hello, hello. We got through almost an entire 24 hours last time. It was pretty exciting. First, we went for a clandestine meeting down through a bookshelf and into a weird laboratory, past some magical things and through another door. And then everyone who was important was talking and then I was talking and then Tizzy was like, I thought we weren't going to be talking. I don't know. There was all sorts of shenanigans that were happening. The Kaiser was there. Uh, apparently Fist has a tattoo. Lots and lots of intrigue. And then we decided to join into a one-on-one -on -one combat thingy the next day. It went really, really well. I'm very well versed at the arts martial. Uh, I was promptly defeated, followed by Callista, I believe, who was not so promptly defeated, followed by Lyodin, who, with the help of some people, I believe, being sassy and talking smack from the bleachers, managed to knock out her opponent. But for some reason, it was called a no contest. And that's where we left it. We were all up in arms, sort of, because we realized, what are we doing? But we realized that every single time we play. And that's about it. <laughs> that sounds very much like something wicked, actually. <laughs> what did we do? Oh, shenanigans? Yeah, shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you folks just left off. Lyodin just finished their bout. Um, a chicken was conjured, began dancing, and then punched into an explosion of cooked chicken meat, which has coated the audience, um, the clear use of magic, plus the two jeering voices from the crowd have caused the attendants to basically stop everything and declare a no contest. Um, and the crowd is starting to kind of get restless and several people are leaving to clean themselves. It's a bit of a fiasco. Um, what are you folks doing? I think we participated in anything where we haven't rained something awful on the crowd. <laughs> Bugs once. Love letters another time. Well, I was oh. that was raining it up actually. Technically, these have all been my ideas. <laughs> <laughs> well, the lawn bowling, it was just more smack talk. So That's no true. lawn bowling lied and rained down lawn bowls That's on the pit. True. <laughs> true. I mean, Lydon got a room number. Is what happened there. <laughs> oh, very true. Unrelated. Unrelated to the shot put uh, that Lydon was playing at lawn bowling. <laughs> Wait a second, was so, it last time that everybody was getting it on with dragons too? Did, did yeah. I forget that part? Oh, geez. Yeah. The important what a, part. What a world I forgot the orgies. Tour, tour de orgy I forgot about. Yeah, there was Gatorade, the Gatorade breaks and everything. Callista and Val have known each other biblically. Yes, this is, this is what you <laughs> missed. Now canon. It is. Um, so you folks are in the middle of to this crowd fair, wrestling that's around. our second set of characters that have done that, so. It's true. Oh, yeah. Who's the, fir wait, who's the first? Parada. And, Parada. Uh, Parada and Angela. And, and Angela. I forgot about that. <laughs> Lost episode. So you folks are standing, milling about. It looks like uh, Bonifacio is has taken a couple of licks here and there um, and is standing waiting for more challengers. But it seems that most of the crowd leaving has kind of killed the mood a bit. What are you folks doing? Some of you are quite haggard. You've only had a couple hours of sleep and you're quite hungover. Sally's hungover. Who needs to sleep? Oh, isn't it Tizzy's turn? have a bit of the like you know, tussled uh, post-sex look. Um, but she's going to be like, uh, I'm I'm game for a, a match without the, the heckling. Kind of, um, but Bonifacio like draws his sword again, kind of bows, 
takes his stance. The attendant. Do, do you want to like get some healing first, or I, I already oh, healed. I feel like you've got a you know, or I've got an unfair healed. advantage. It's only three touches, so um, hopefully you don't sneak attack murder him in one <laughs> shot. But we'll see. Rogue. Okay. This man is also very, very, very full of bravado. Uh, okay. For the gentleman from Vestarios. Well, let's let's do this. All right, roll me some initiative. I will do that. Fifteen. Well, that's not bad. All right, you are up first. What are you doing? Going uh, for a stab? Just yep, going right in, like trying to catch him off guard. Um, and and like since he since he's got the bravado and he sort of blew off her attempt to be like, let's do this as like a fair fight. If you feel like it's unfair, it's like okay, well then, <laughs> going in. He's ready. All right, all right. Roll me an attack if you are a stab. Where is my? God. I don't have a rapier in my inventory. I will have given you my rapier that I've been passing around to everybody. So it's, it's just it's like added to your equipment. Okay, it's give me a dex sec. dex plus proficiency. Sorry? It's dex plus proficiency if you're proficient in it. If you don't, don't have the weapon stats. I like that none if of he, us are dex players. We have like rapier. one rapier between yeah. us. <laughs> yep. We have two. One's just super racist. And we yeah, don't one's like racist. a racist sword. <laughs> the uh, nicest looking one is also the worst. <laughs> Welcome to Something Wicked, where we have items that are racist. We didn't come up with that. Examine your biases, audience. Ah! You made it. (laughs) Yeah. So, what'd you roll for that attack? Sorry. I feel like Corey just gaslit the entire audience with that one. (laughs) Get the rapier uh, equipped. I feel like while this is going on, Tizzy's like wandering back over to Cassidy. Like, will you please press the digits and just get rid of all the goo? Just Uh, out. That is a 15 to hit. Not great. Uh, that does not hit. So he parries your first strike, comes, and you see he's kind of gritting his teeth a bit. Uh, do, do you have a second attack? Do you have multi-attack? Uh, do I? No, rogues don't. I don't think I do. Like at Do any I? Question. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can have an offhand if you're dual wheeling, but um, so he's wheeling. gonna come in and you see he's actually gonna use his multi-attack here. He's coming in with Rude. He's trying to end this. Okay. Uh, first one is garbage, 13. Mm-hmm. Oh, the second one is also garbage. Bonifacio, what are you doing to me two weeks in a row? Uh, he misses Please horribly. About, very easily, you just parry one, block the next stab. Uh, you're up. Okay. Uh, so, so Val is going to equip, hey, nice. multiple attacks. And then she's going to try and stab him again. <laughs> Do a stab. And that is a 26. That hits. So very solidly, he goes to block, is not able to get up his sword in time. Uh, I'm I'm gonna like declare that this is non lethal and do oh, ten, geez. see what happens, and then decide whether or not I do a sneak attack. Melissa's <laughs> gonna say, "Looks like you can't get it up uh, to Bonifacio," and wiggle her fingers. <laughs> she is not casting a spell, but she is like in his head like him out roll for gaslighting <laughs> roll for gaslighting uh, i'm rolling physical dice these this d or roll 20 has punished me oh that's also garbage uh yeah he looks unnerved so uh with 10 damage he's he's still up okay get him in the in the chest almost directly because his sword isn't quick enough well, and then since, the call out from double Galista. attack i'm gonna do sneak attack kill this man again still non-lethal stated it was non-lethal coward <laughs> I'll have scruples. I mean, yeah, please don't, but like. <laughs> don't, but actually. I would be remiss if I did not say. It's true, it's kill true. Him. It's been your your thing. Kill him, kill him, kill him. <laughs> Solving all your problems with murder. Murder, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 
Uh, how much damage? Uh, 13 from the sneak attack. Okay, on top. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, how do you want to do this non-lethally? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, you see he's bravely gritting his teeth. He has taken some damage and was trying to push to the end. So she just, like, manages to to catch him, um, like, probably in the in the side, in the ribs, and... You know, is trying to trying to to meet him at his level since he's doing the double attack and getting that one through his usual ability to dodge out of the way was enough apparently to knock him out. Yeah, he's slowed down. He full on takes a knee, and you see him just sink the sand bit, and the breath just goes <laughs> full on ah. dazed. Anyone going to finish him? I will step back and be like, no, two more pokes, two more pokes. Him. Yeah, I, I would like to win this, but I don't out, him. So you just have to touch him a couple oh. more times. Okay, then she's just gonna like top him on the head. Twice. Just like tap him. Do it. You know what to do. There's a round him. of applause from the audience, and the attendant goes, uh, "Did you sign up with your real name for this?" Uh, it's the name that yeah. So yeah, it would be it would be Val. Uh, Miss Val has won the contest. And there's a pause as the attendant announces you the winner, raises your hand, and then goes over to Bonifacio. Uh, if it looks him. like he doesn't okay. have any healing, Mikey will uh, join the attendant and like smear some of that purple goo on him. He was like Wave taking it under a his pulse. Nose. And uh, so you do manage to bring, with he does, with Mikey's help, Bonifacio kind of wakes up and he goes, sits up. He's a bit dazed still, but he kind of just looks over at all of you and he goes, my day... People had more honor. And he I takes... didn't heckle or anything. And I gave you the opportunity to heal up. I don't know why you're throwing shade at me. He was he was looking at the crowd where the direction of the shout came from. <laughs> yeah, but that was just normal heckling. Deal with it, buddy. I'll, I'll say that out loud too. I'm like, that That was just normal He's shouting heckling. from the back. He yeah. pulls off his ring and he holds it up to you. And it seems to be a very nice dark silver ring with like little rivulets of running through the metal. Um, looks to be tragedy mask, a la classic. He kind of takes it off and he throws it at you. Maybe she will curse you next, huh? Um, I have removed curse. Or... Is that why you did so bad? He kind of gets up and starts walking around the other side of the pond away from the crowd. The crowd is kind of a buzz with murmurs. Um, kind of a sore that, loser, but okay. I gave him an op- opportunity to heal up and he didn't want it. So that's as fair of a fight as he's going to get. And he left in a huff too. He was an older man, despite his elven heritage and was graying. And you could tell he had a lot of machismo, a lot of bravado to prove himself, <laughs> um, especially for someone who is exiled from the land of his birth. Would you end? A bunch so- of dumb adventurers had to come and heck it all up for him. Oh yeah. I will so show you have a new the rest ring? of the party the ring that she's won. Nice. And the crowd is starting to disperse. Uh, if you want me to look at that for you later, just just let me know. I'd like that. Mm-hmm. Does anybody um does anybody have the itinerary for what's happening today? Because I mean, if we're not doing anything important in the next couple hours, I am going back to bed. <laughs> well, I'm, um, I'm gonna go have tea. Uh, but uh, that's my only plan for today. What yeah, kind of- there's not not much. I have the itinerary, and it's, oh, uh, uh, high from, tea. we have from between now and six to get ready for dinner. Okay. So, Why yeah, do you need so high much tea, time to get ready for nap. dinner. I don't know. Uh, their I mean, no itinerary. <laughs> That's their preparation time, not yours. <laughs> I mean, to be but fair, is... a lot of people were pretty messed up last night, and the ones that were completely messed up are probably still uh, enjoying some afterglow, maybe. Half the crowd was day drinking, you could all see. 
This is it like very apparent. convention. Yeah. I didn't know day drinking was an option. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it's always an option. We want to um, started. <laughs> do we want to maybe see if we can set up a meeting with the uh, the prince um, of Lafat? I want to say, um, like four ish or something. So before dinner, see if we can. Yeah, kinda... I can. I can send him a note. Yeah, because I don't think we got a chance to really talk with him, right? Yet. No, not yet. Mm, I don't remember. Are there any other heavy? That's the guy who his dad does all the slavery stuff, and yes. he wants to kind of dethrone his dad. And we might need a place <laughs> to hang out if gas time keeps going in the direction it's going. I didn't get the impression he wanted to dethrone his dad. I had the impression that he has ideas that when he's in power, he's going to change things. We're just like standing in a garden talking about this man. Basically. The attendant is kind of standing awkwardly waiting because everyone else has dispersed at this point. I'm sure we moved a distance away. Yeah, Yeah, there's no way that Callista would start talking about this if it wasn't just us. We're like under a tree somewhere near. Yeah. I mean, if somebody is magically spying on us, whatever, but I mean, like, I wouldn't be stupid enough to, like, be doing this around random people. Nope. Um, But yeah, is there any other, like, important people that we didn't get a chance to talk to? Cassie, I know you had kind of, like, a list of people you wanted to talk to. And now that we have more information about some of the stuff that's going on. Uh, I I had something I wanted to show you, Uh, but you go first, Cassidy. Well, I mean, it looks to me like we got a whole bunch of time. Dinner starts at six. Like, I mean... I'm okay showing up to dinner late because I'm not going to lie. I kind of uh, might have used a couple spells there to communicate with people. Wink. Um, wouldn't be bad, to, bad for me to have them back. Although there's always people I want to talk to. I got to go. I got to look at my my list of who's who's and what's what's. I would like to talk to the Fulini Kalini again. Um, he he seemed to know what's up. That's the that's the the person with the crow. Um, my oh. notes here have him as Fedini La Carzone, the last third prince. But I think Felini Kalini sounds a little more fun. Wait, um, that's your friend, right? The person with crow? Wait. Yeah, Felini Kalini. You didn't Yeah, I know I know them. I haven't seen them in a long time, actually. Um okay. Do, do you wanna go? You wanna go? Yeah. You told me to talk to him. Remember we were at the that's, party? That's you, who Oh. You pointed at anybody in the room and Crow was like trying to step to me, and I was like, all right. I didn't bird. Think- Why do birds not like me? Oh, with the mask. Okay, yeah. Tizzy's very confused. Tizzy is just overwhelmed, very confused. Um, Yeah, yeah, I want to... Fucking birds, man. Yeah, can we meet with them? Whenever is fine. Uh, Yeah. I don't see why not. Well, I want to do some sleeping. So as long as somebody wakes me up for the trade print, or um, not the trade print, um, the Prince of Lathad. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll send him a note and then I'll I'll, uh, get somebody to come wake you up. I'll like, yep. Sure. I think it's it fun. Probably won't be a problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, immediately in my head, I'm just like, I get woken up and I fro- uh, ray of frost Tizzy, who then punches me, and just like all the magic happens. That almost <laughs> happened this morning. Do you not remember? Yes, you tried to help me so. with ray of frost. I, I was, thought it was naked fun. in the hall. It was great. Um, <laughs> But uh, did you have something to show us there, Mikey? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know that one of the people that we've been wanting to speak to is um, uh, Scalagog. And I I had a plan in mind, actually. Um, I've I've been drawing up these plans for a replacement uh, theater, um, but but it's got some really cool things in it. Like, uh, it would have a concrete placement 
which would make it fairly fireproof, but also really good in storms. And he could do his illegal activities act in there and be harder to find. Um, but also I came up with this cool new system that like takes a bunch of the water from the boilers, like a bunch of the reservoir, and then you run it through pipes in the ceiling and it'll like rain inside. Um, okay. I'd love to try it out in a building. So, so you're, just to be clear, because I know how you feel about certain things and I know you get kind of excited about inventing things and whatnot, but you I mean, realize yes. that this would be like helping a criminal organization. Yes, but it would <laughs> maybe be good enough to overcome some of the debt because like oh, we did burn absolutely. down his theater in the I just place. wanted to make sure that you were okay with uh, it and had thought also, through the ramifications. If I'm the one who drafted the uh, plans and uh, those plans accidentally wound up in the hands of someone who should know about them, that's... That's a thing that could happen. I like that. Um, I shouldn't probably attend that meeting because I think he's had enough of me. So um, yeah. And do we know you're... you talked to him? No, told us. but one of you saw me talk to- out disguise, correct? Uh, yeah, I did. Like nobody knows that I did that. Yeah. Um, probably better. That being said, one of a, somebody was around when I there. got- uh, just in case, you know, he pulls something. Um, maybe uh, you can uh, in. I'm, you yeah, can sure. Help. If, if we need sure, it. that sounds good. I'll, I'll do, I'll, I'll, uh, or, um, oh, no, he, yeah, uh, I'll, uh, I'll send in Squiggles and I'll, uh, I'll do the familiar thing so that I can, so Squiggles will be invisible so he doesn't know that somebody else is there kind of watching. And, uh, maybe I'll have some guards from the party ready just in case something goes wrong. I will see what we can do there. But, um, yeah, it, uh, I sent, a very strongly worded message through some underworld contacts. So I don't want to, if you guys are trying to negotiate, I don't want to kind of like taint those proceedings. Um, so, so yeah, so I think I should just not be there for, for this specific one, but I'll provide you guys backup. Okay. I think it's very weird that you want to give him plans to uh, build a theater that would be harder to burn down, but I support you. Um, well, I mean, it, it's kind of harder to build down, but also it's going to be a lot cheaper in the long run to rebuild. And uh, if he's helping people who live on the streets, then maybe that'll give them, them a place to sleep or, you know, a place for him to store drugs. But probably that one. The architect doesn't get to pick what happens in the buildings. No. Is he a Mikey specifically? And Val as well. Please roll me history or general wisdom checks. All the two things I'm so good at. You're the best at those. Oh my God, I'm so good at wisdom. Mikey, I will give you advantage because you lived in the black market. District. Awesome. Am real Natural good 20. History. <laughs> Dang, Tizzy. I have a mind like a steel trap. Dang. Only sometimes, though. I only got a 14, so. I remember and everything. Uh, 14. <laughs> uh, Tizzy, you're the only one. You are aware, especially when you were staying at the boarding house down the street from where Mikey lives, uh, the bar next door was Orkish Mob owned. And a lot of the non-favored four is supported in the black market by the Orkish Mob. Jobs, they give people housing. Like if it weren't for that um, black market economy, a lot of goblins, a lot of orcs, a lot of furbolds, folks who are not favored would have a real rough go. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. But do they have to be doing crime? I mean, yeah. that's what I was almost going to do until you guys showed up. So, <laughs> I mean, the difference between what we're doing in crime is like... It's not a look, lot. Look. To be fair, it's not a lot. But... He's I, literally a pirate, just saying. The only difference between what I was going to be doing working for them and what I am doing working as a group with you is that now I have magic. That's it. 
I think I would still, I, and maybe I kill fewer people working hey, with you. Hey, we're we're working on that. We're working hey, to tizzy. reduce the numbers. Yeah, what's up? Punch, punch me. Punch me in the shoulder. Why? You're, you're outside by the lake. Are any? Is anyone going to back up before this might happen? Just like, Whoop. No, absolutely not. <laughs> nope. I will definitely back up. Do you really? Like, yeah, just punch me in the shoulder. Why? I don't know. Curiosity. Okay. Gambling. Um, I mean, she's right. also planning yeah. on going having a She'll nap do. after this, so like, yeah. not a lot of harm. I, I just failed the check. Yeah, I just. Okay. Yep. Roll me a D100. I just like present my shoulder. You want damage? Uh, just you're in case roll you kill one me plus yeah. strength well it's uh, yeah it's okay that's oh, a... sorry yours is 1d4 plus if you're using your brass knuckles it's 1d4 plus three uh is my uh, unarmed so it's... it's 1d6 plus three for my ghost punching gloves but i did uh get a oh, 50 you... on that hey do you have tavern brawler yeah uh that explains it cool i'm remembering uh, how far is everyone away oh god <laughs> I'm... i it... give them about like we... 15 20 feet Oh, yeah, you, I'm probably you fucking least, ran. I'm at least 20 feet away. <laughs> you, we were having okay. this nice conversation. She said, punch me. And you were like, fucking <laughs> goodbye. I, look, I will be going now. I be covered in bugs or butter. Yeah. Looking up and around, Cassidy's like, <laughs> I'm walking over towards the guest house as if I belong. Okay. Bye, so Cassidy. I need Tizzy, you specifically, to roll me uh, 2d8 and then roll me a second piece. Okay, one, two. Uh, that is a combined 13 for the first two. Okay. And then 16 on the second. You got two, Sorry. you got three total eights. Yeah. 16 and what was the other Thir- 13, Dang. 16 and 13. So Callista, you and Tizzy both take 29, was it? Points of total damage as an enormous lightning bolt erupts from Tizzy's fist arcing into you, Callista, into the ground and back up into Tizzy. There is a dead of thunder as there's a blast wave. <laughs> the, the grass is charred black for a good 15 feet all around you. Um, pretty much everyone that is out on the garden is turning and looking at this. I'd also like to point out that's 35 for Callisto because I did hit her for six points of damage yep, earlier. I already <laughs> did that. I'm still alive. It's okay. Um, <laughs> that's it though. That's all that happens. So uh, so what does friendship do? Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Friend- oh, no. Friendship <laughs> is currently how far away? I don't I can't really tell scale on the map. So like, I don't know. Were you just starting feet? to walk? 30 away? feet? Yeah, this was all kind of going yeah. on and Cassie was like. Cassidy was Irish goodbye. Yeah. Perfect. There is a ominous, that's bad. I was hoping for like, and, that's bad. <laughs> and a, a second bolt of blue lightning arcs out from friendship, connects with Tizzy. Tizzy, you take another five points of lightning damage as this second bolt of lightning goes and then hits you from the side from friendship as well. Tizzy, your magic yeah. is strong AF. I'm go going to back to bed. I have to go to bed now. <laughs> like he's like oh charging at flat. you across the field. Hi. Hey, uh, do, do, do you need some healing? Uh, you're, you're pretty charred there. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'm already opening the jar and like dumping some of it on. I am on 13. <laughs> Both um, of them are just black. <laughs> so is just... I'm gonna sl- I have two charges just like... left. I'm going to slap one on each of you. Thank you. All right. I Roll would like spells. to go to bed now, I think. 
um, the so attendant comes over you? from the ring and is like, can I, can I, like, sees Michaelius. Uh, tizzy. 15, hell yeah. Uh, and only 11 for uh, Callista. That's fine. I'm yeah, going to sleep. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Okay. This poor attendant is like kind of just letting Michaelius do their thing. Has no idea how to help here. Also, Mikey's slathering like weird purple bubbles on everyone and it seems to help. <laughs> All right, guys, I'll see you later. I'm going to Bye. sleep. Bye. Have a good rest. <laughs> you should, uh, if there's an attendant anywhere nearby, Tizzy just kind of turns yes. around and is like, the weather is terrible and you should really get that looked at. Um, <laughs> Uh, Mikey Please. is going to set uh, Pico to guard uh, to like follow Tizzy and guard her as she sleeps. Right. We're gonna Tizzy, go to bed can now. you roll me a persuasion or deception check, please? Why? He should fix the weather. <laughs> Try turning the weather on and off again. Uh, Clearly, that was the fault of this garden that's a and seven. not you. You see oh. this attendant does pause and like does a half second where they look up at like the magical protections. <laughs> Yeah, I think something's wrong with it. You should probably um, look at it. It's weird. Gotta go. <clears throat> Just like stammering, not even sure, but like looking for help. <laughs> like looks up, looks down at the uh, the black spot as you folks kind of wander away. Smited. Cassidy, uh, you are reaching the guest house at this point, and there are guards and shadow blacks everywhere. Um, before you even get near the door two or three shadow blacks have materialized out of the bushes nearby and are going to intercept. Hello! Just puts up a hand. High five. It's like, it's walking. It's like I have an orange vest on, so I'm just making it look like I belong. You can't be here. But I am here. Maybe you can't. The guest house is off limits for the duration of the event. Okay. All (laughs) guests. And is barring your way. You see two of them kind of take a step back. They've exchanged a glance with the two at the door who are Silver Star mercenaries. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to push past all five of these people? No, I'm just... <laughs> so there's no aggression here. Just just take it easy is what I would say. But uh, I bet you one thing will happen before the end of this event. I'll be invited into this guest house. Of course. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys like the drinks and other things that we sent you from the party the other night. Did you get any uh, notes? Roll me, roll me a um, general charisma check. <laughs> charisma. Oh, oh. Oh, 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 oh. 23. There's a pause and one of the two in the back looks kind of nervous all of a sudden. It's a younger uh, dwarven woman. And she kind of is a shadow black, but takes a step back, is looking around for other dangers at the moment. They weren't like sketchy. They were just to be friendly. I don't know. You guys always have to stand around and be so serious. Which I get, because you have a serious job, I think. I don't even know what you do, but uh, it seems serious. Anyways, uh, what was your we name? We protect the Kaiser. So do I. Anyways, what was your name? Classified. All right, Classified. Well, I tell you what, I can uh, see you later, and uh, the Kaiser will probably invite me in. It's going to be fun, and I'm looking forward to it. I'll wait for his orders. Sure. Okay, you do that. You're very good at standing here and flexing. Right, Friendship? Hi, I'm Friendship. I know. Cool. Um, weird. All right. Bye. Like, the, the Dwarven woman has left to go chat with door guards in like a hushed voice, but the other two stand and watch you go. Their hands yep. are on their um, short swords. Two yep. pairs. Or sorry, they actually do have two pairs. One on their yep. hips and one on their backs. You guys sure are trigger happy. You must be bored or something. I'm just a little fun with nothing on my hands and a silver ball floating around behind me. Anyways, see you later. They're, so. they're standing and watching you go. Uh, nothing out of the ordinary. 
Don't let your eyes linger too long, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will sashay a little bit. Okay. Like a, it's like an over-the-shoulder, like, hey, boys. <laughs> Roll me a Wiggle persuasion check. Persuasion? <laughs> I'm bad at persuasion. I know. One day mm. it'll get a nat one, though. Doesn't matter. It doesn't it auto-turn it to a 10? Yeah. It does. <laughs> 22. College of Eloquence. <laughs> Which was? You do see... Yeah. They actually turn and go back. They seem a bit quailed by your last comment and vanish into the bushes again, as quick as Val might. Cool. All right. Just press those buttons. Um, cool. I'm just, I guess everybody's like, everyone's taking on. We need a little light. Like... Yeah. Mikey's um, wandering the gar uh, gardens, but they are trying to track down one of the attendants and send off a couple messages uh, to set up some Easy meetings enough. for this afternoon. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you do manage to find an attendant in the main uh, fountain, in the center of the garden. Goes over. Yes. Oh, uh, if you could deliver this one uh, to, um, I forget, the Prince of Lothad's room number. Uh, I can make sure it reaches him, yes. Oh, th thank you. And then uh, this one I don't have a room number for, but it, it is for Scalagog. Yes, that's the orcish fellow, yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not uh, Kielregan, yeah, yes, um, and takes that one as well. I will make sure he receives oh, it. Thank you, thank you, and I'll pass him a silver. <laughs> Uh, takes it. This attendant is actually a blue dragonborn. Oh, cool. Um, which is somewhat out of the ordinary. They That's very exist unusual. everywhere in Winter's Crest, but and definitely seems pleased to to offer service to you. This is a pretty cushy gig that they um, most of the other attendants have been favored for, you've noticed. Yeah. So anything else folks want to do aside from take a snoozer? The attendant um, bustles off. I would have been trying to meet up with Edini La Carzone, the last trade prince. Okay. There's a mention of high tea. Well, so high tea, tea is going on currently in the dining hall. Mikey's going to take high tea and then nap. Nice. Uh, Mikey Wait. will join you then. Uh, they're yeah, just kind of like drifting in to smell things because it smells lovely and to pretend to sip tea. All right. Uh, sorry, Tizzy, were you? No, what order are we doing stuff in? It's just my question. <laughs> Uh, we'll do high tea, we'll do carzone, and uh, then we'll jump back and hopefully reconnect as a group, question mark? At around four. Can I ask real quick, uh, do the Silver Star mercenaries have like a like a lapel logo? They do. They thing? have a little silver on their collar on the inside of the right. Um, they okay. have a little silver. Otherwise, they look like most of them are wearing leather armor, pack and short swords, light crossbows sort of deal. Okay. And then the shadow blacks are just shadowy and black? Shadow Blacks are wearing like pitch black uh, leather armor, uh, two pairs of short swords that are very, very elaborate um, and wearing okay. like black hoods, like very similar to what Val actually wears. Okay. Oh, and I want to talk to the Fae at some point. Sorry, everybody. I want to talk to Lady Dawn Blossom. How dare right. you want to talk to people at a party? No, I want to talk no. to the dragon. <laughs> so... Michaelius and Val, you wander in. Um, there is not a ton of tier currently. It seems mostly nobles, um, folks that were not interested in the sword fighting, um, who are taking it easy. Several people are gossiping. You see Cassie's friend Susie over in the corner, just chatting it up. His seat to join anywhere. Even the center table has plenty of room. Uh, I have nothing in particular to do here. I yeah, just, me neither. We're just going to mingle. Like... Mingle, okay. Making, oh, yeah. making your presence known. Yeah. Yep. Um, getting a couple of kind conversations. Yep. Uh, Cassidy, where are you looking for uh, Mr. La Carzone? Or are you arranging? I probably would have made arrangements with an attendant and like, Carzone, come meet me um, by the fountain. <laughs> I don't <Okay>. know. <laughs> so you're lingering out uh, at the fountain. Just, just looting it up. 
So it takes about an hour and you're kind of wandering. Several people stop to ask you several inane questions. Um, you seem mm. to be something of a celebrity. Everything mm. from similar to the questions you were asked a long time ago by Eustace Lightfeather. Um, many of them involve fairy tales. Uh, mm -hmm. They want you to confirm or deny things they've heard. Um, mm -hmm. A few of them asks what type of fae there are. And I let them all know as, as a fae, I speak on behalf of every fae that ever has been and ever will be. Uh, and so uh, as a result, everything I say could or could not be believed by you, but it's up to you. But there's one thing is for sure. If you see one person that looks like something, they know everything about people that look like them. Yeah, so you're just having people... to deal with like fey microaggressions all day. Yeah, pretty much. She's Loves very it, much attracting attention. Mm -hmm. um, and about an hour later, uh, Fadini hobbles up. You notice that his bodyguard is with him, the person with the feathery effect mask. Um, is he hobbling because he's old or because he's hurt? He's old. Um, okay. Even for, uh, I believe he's half elven, even for a half elven man, he is quite on in years, getting to end of life here. Uh, he was old already about 25 years ago, but it's kicking in. Okay. Um, and he is wearing, using a, a fairly elaborate, looks like, still wearing a beautiful three-piece suit. He's stopped to get himself in pristine condition to talk to several pieces of uh, jewelry. He's got, you know, a monocle kind of tucked in pocket and comes up in his pine strip suit. Miss Thorne! Mr. Lacarzone! And he comes in and he like gives you a polite kiss on the back of your hand. Shall we walk? I mean, we don't have to. If you want to just sit, you can, but we can. I like the garden air. It uh, gives me invigoration. Let's okay, go. Just don't get us lost in the maze. He takes you on the long kind of ambling path towards the pond. Um, you see him stop and look at the black mark on the patch of the grass. Yeah, for, that was that know. was my friends. Yes, I heard a big thunder. Yeah, my friend has thunder punches. She calls it the thunder kiss. Pew! Roll a deception check. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's not a deception check. It's just a truth that isn't true yet. It's just, a, so it's a truth I believe. It's a, it's a statement I believe. Mm -hmm. 18. Seems, seems to buy it. Yeah. Um, you might not call it the, the, the thunder kiss, but you could. But it actually, I think it was, I think it was our friends. I didn't really see, but I know friendship here got pretty sassy. And so that's bad. And then zapped my buddies. Yes, such a miraculous artifact. Where did you find it? He's um, at friendship. In the Briarwood Forest, I think. And some sort of, once we moved something and it came flying out. And then I tried to catch it and it squashed me. Uh, but then it came back and now follows me around. Is that why your name is the Briarwood Brave? Because you survived the Briarwood Forest. They asked that we needed a name. They were like, you need a name. And we hummed and hawed. And we were going to be like Cassie Thorne and the Roaring Dragons. Uh, Cassie Thorne's friends that are awesome, but don't forget about Cassidy. I think we were like Flying Sexarella Pirates was another one. Um, there was like Pirates for Justice, but we'll steal your booty, wink. There was a whole bunch of them. One was just like a whole bunch of symbols, like two dots, and then kind of like a half circle. I didn't really understand that one. Iconography is not my thing. I understand you are a very interesting party you've become the talk of winter's crest i don't know that's kind of the way it goes i suppose why like is that abnormal that people talk about heroes in winter's crest well everyone has um favorites of course you get uh, dolls made for children and uh, you know people idolize them some become heroes because of their idols oh what uh, made you want to become a hero i wouldn't even say that i want to become an anything i'm just kind of living life Walking around doing stuff, and I don't know. People seem to like that. We'll talk about that, and 
it's always fun, but you know, it's not a hard thing to do. Do you really just kind of talk to people and do stuff? And then uh, apparently you get called a hero. It's new to me. I do like to talk to understand. Well, there you go. So you're a hero. You did it. See, I'll just tell everyone you're a hero. <laughs> oh, to some, I'm a villain. <laughs> well, that's, to some, uh, to, I might be a hero. To some, I'm a monster. I believe I was called a foul beast when I first met uh, Hustagar. Was that what I was called? I can't remember exactly. Friendship, do you remember? Hi, I'm Friendship. No, not today. Well, yes, your friendship today, but no, you don't remember today. Sorry. Um, Hi, yeah. I'm friendship. Sure are, my friend. I'm going to write down hero dolls in my notepad because that is something I will have to look into. I'm going to get that myself. sweet merchandising deal. Mm -hmm. May or may not be a Winter's Crest random event table that has something to do. Uh, nice. <laughs> um, La is is very intently listening to you. And you notice he's asking these questions with good intent. Um, okay. Very much you're getting looks from onlookers, um, this young fawn kind of leading on this older half-elven man, uh, doddering along with his cane, followed by a bodyguard. So people are, are taking note, chatting with each other. Sure. Take all the notes you want. I do have to say, I think my one friend knows your friend, Crow. I don't know if Crow's yes. your friend. I know Crow is not my friend because Crow apparently doesn't like me very much, but Crow, Crow it's all right. does not like anyone. They entered my employ through not excellent circumstances. Like they had I, a bad reference, but still did well in their interview? There were people after, and I made those bad people. Ah, see, you are a hero. To some. I uh, employ them now as an errant person. They can hold themselves in a fight. They are not primarily supposed to fight. Hmm. Yeah, I have some healing talent as well. That's kind of like me. I can hold myself in a fight. It usually, it's like towards the end of the fight, and then I'm like, I'm going to get you. And then the thing eats me, and then my friends cut it open, and I come out. Uh, that happened one time. I think I got swallowed by a skeleton, maybe. A big skeleton monster. I don't Attack even know from anymore. within, it is a good strategy. I tried. Um, but, you know, my friends were like, no, not today, and killed it. Mm -hmm. Anyways, we've got some of its bones. We're making them into helmets and weapons and cool stuff like that. Um, but I gotta you ask. You are great heroes. I would not expect anything less. Just, we're just, I don't know, just just living a life. It's what you gotta do. Um, I think it was not hungry. reached the pond Anyways. at this point. Yep. He takes a, a couple of stones and skips a couple of stones. He's not looking directly at you, but he's listening. Yeah, I will skip stones with my mage hand. Um, as I like, and same thing, just like, <laughs> like have my notepad out, but my, there's just like rocks floating up and, like, <laughs> and skipping along. Um, so I'll admit that you've piqued my curiosity when you talked about magical items. And I just was wondering what that might entail. Well, I know that adventurers, heroes from the Heroes Guild, always have need of such items. And the war has made it quite difficult to find anything of such value. But I do have my connections where I can get you things that you might desire. They might cost, but... I can get things that you might not be able to find anywhere else through my networks. Mm, that's certainly intriguing. And when you say they might cost, I'm presuming someone of your stature is not so worried about gold values. You might be, I don't I, know. I have not needed gold for many years. I, money is, you become a man like myself, it is merely means to ends. It's, that's all it is ever, really. If you have no copper Finally. and you want a copper and you need a copper to buy something, then you get a copper and you buy something. It's just, I needed that to do that. That's all. A woman after my own heart, Miss Thor. I guess. I don't know. Money's weird. I got a bunch of it. You just use it for I stuff. I am willing to trade collateral. I'm willing to trade in favors. I do not money. I will simply leave 
business open to interpretation. You would like to come to me with a request? We can discuss further if you know exactly what you are looking for. Well, I kind of do. Um, I've heard tell that there's some really interesting circlets. I think they're called a little like Kiara. They're pretty, which is nice, but they also make you really book smart. And I would like to be really book smart. Or than I am. Book smarter than I am. Or there's uh, like a little flit, a little flinch <laughs> from how stupid she sounds. Uh, roll me an insight check. Mm, 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 He's mm, studying mm. you. He's quietly just nodding along with your words. 16. You can tell he's he's keeping track of almost every single word you say. He has not written a single thing down. He has been intent on you this entire time. Yep. And he nods and he goes, I have heard of many things that can change a person's attributes. Books one can read, items one can wear. I will put out some feelers. Where could no. I contact you when I find such an item? Um, are you, can, are, if you know how long it might be, I could just contact you then. Ooh, the power of our minds. I mean, or you could do that if you can do that, but I can do that. I must confess, I have no personal magical ability, no. Well, you could also, I'll just talk to Fremora. Because I, I genuinely don't know where we're going to go. The place we're staying at, there's heads getting delivered. Then they're like, no, we're going to move you. But then someone else is like, you should move to the Noble Quarter because you're so cool. But then we're like, we got to go to Greasy Knuckle and deal with some things. And then there's also, I, mean, I don't even know. I think we're getting in a boat or something. We're going to go sailing. It's, there's a lot. Um... I can't even remember. I can't keep track of it all. Plus, generally what happens is we're like, we're going to go do this thing. And then like three other things happen. We're like, whoa, look at these things over here. There's like a vampire hero here. We got to go talk to him. So um, I'll talk to Fremora, though, and we could like put it on retainer that you can send a message to me wherever I am. Oh, yes, of course. I will pay for such messages to be sent. Sure. You don't have to pay for the first one. You could just be like, yes, it's on. It's me. Call me back. And I will. And then I can because I can do it. I will make sure the college is compensated work. You understand, a man always pays for well work done. Sure. I guess the, the, the thing for consideration, of course, is before you go through all the effort of finding these wonderful things, um, one, I got to talk to my friends because they might think this is super cool. They'll probably tell me it's a bad idea. They tell me everything I do is a bad idea. It's fine. It's not. It's, they're just ideas. They're just things. But what would it be that you would be looking for as far as a remuneration goes? Well... It depends on how common the item is. If I can find the item one of a kind, we are talking, well, fairly large favor. There are a number of things I can send you to. Uh, heroes work, of course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But plentiful. Perhaps we could make some deal for your ear, should I need it. I like to have the contact information of capable people. Like, we'll have to be very specific once we work this out. Do you physically mean you will cut the ear off of my head? Or do you mean you would like to no, be able to no, speak no, with no, me no. about this? I mean, I would like to be able to speak with you and have a relationship. Where I am from, everything is based on commerce, you see. Mm, that's, a, so, that's what everything is based off of. People pretend it's not. Oh, this is good. Oh, this is bad. Oh, that's right. That's wrong. This is expensive. This is cheap. It, whatever. This is just, it, things just are. It's all commerce. It's uh, not like I'm used to, but I understand you. But when I find out how difficult to hear this item, if I can find it, sure. uh, then we can discuss from there. Okay. And I do got one more question, and then I'm probably going to go lie down because, well, I'm lazy. Um, but uh, a party. Is, is Crow allowed to talk to my friend if my friend was so inclined to speak with Crow and Crow was so inclined to speak with my friend? Can Crow speak? I don't know. Would you allow that? Crow does not speak uh, anymore. Oh. Um, but 
I have them come and listen should you need them. I think, sorry, Crow, I know you're right there. I feel weird talking about you. I just don't really understand what I'm supposed to do. So I'm going to pretend like this is how I'm supposed to talk to you. So can Crow not speak or they just, they just don't speak? Uh, roll me a general charisma check. <laughs> I'm going to get killed by Crow. Ba-ba-ba-bo. 18. There's a, a, a pause. And the person behind the mask stares at La Carzone, like quite deep. With La Carzone, you catch a very small nod. And then the mask pulls up a bit. The bodysuit is pulled down and the feather effect is down with it. And the throat, you see, has a number of several quite vicious scars across the majority of the throat. Yikes. Okay. Well, okay. So they can't verbally vocalize their things. That's okay. We can figure it out. I've got like weird flying things that can talk to you in your mind. I can talk to you in your mind, of course. Um, we'll figure it out. We could write things down if we want. Um, but I suppose would do. Yes. Sure. Is, is Crow, well, I guess. <laughs> so I think it turns out my friend that talks a lot can't actually write things down and can't read them. So she'd be like, Crow, it's so good to see you. Crow would be like, I hate you so much. And they look at it and be like, oh, I guess this is good news. So we'll figure it out. But if you're okay with it, I'll talk to them and see if they're okay with it. And then they can maybe, I don't know, rec- assuming they're not like mortal enemies. I don't Ms. know what's Thorne, going on. Miss Thorne, Miss Thorne, Miss Thorne, Miss Thorne. nothing. Crow is at your disposal. Okay, cool. Well, uh, great, I guess. Uh, I'm really curious to see what my friends are up to. I just kind of like walked away on them. I tried to go into the guest house. They're like, you're not allowed in here. And I was like, we'll see about that. I'm going to get an invite. Um, then they put their hands oh, on their swords. I would, not, and- I would not push it. That is where the Kaiser is staying. No, I know. I, yeah, I know the Kaiser. We do stuff and things sometimes. Um, I like you, Miss Thorne. I would not want you hurt. Well, I haven't done anything that should get me hurt. Although that doesn't mean I won't get hurt. So I appreciate that. Uh, I, I mean, I didn't go in there guns blazing. Well, let me in. I just kind of walked up and said hello. And they said, you're not allowed in here. And then I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. But I will be invited. Um, and they were like, I don't think so. And then I told them not to look at me too much as I left. And they all blushed and disappeared. I think would you that's probably what happened. I, I could probably arrange a meeting with the Kaiser. You have need of one. No, I mean, I can, it's all right. Currently in my debt, somewhat, you'd say. Interesting. We might have further conversations. This, uh, but I do have some other people to, to, to talk to. I got to talk to some of the folk that are here. I understand. Um, I understand. You have your own business. I have other business to attend to as well. It has been lovely walking the gardens with you, Miss Thorne. Indeed. I am at your service should you ever need it. All right. And he bows his head, takes your hand again, gives it another kiss. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Crow, take it easy or don't. There's Do whatever you want. From, I don't know. Crow. Um, all right. Check this out. I'm just going to like start wee, mirthfully leaping. Ding, boing. Hey, Herc. Hey, Herc. Off I go. The fact that all that's right. your like perambulation of choice. I forgot it's the word for good. walk and chose to say perambulation. <laughs> anyway, you're fancy. I love mm-hmm. it. Um, so, Flashback to Val and um, Mikey having some tea. Um, Mikey, what were your instructions uh, or meetup? Kind uh, of? My letter for the the Prince of Lathad was just a um, something to the effect of um, I don't uh, wish to presume on your time, but I am at loose ends this afternoon. We'll probably be walking around enjoying the gardens. Uh, if you wish to have tea at any point. Uh, to discuss um, shared interests, let me know. Uh, my party would also uh, like to accompany me uh, if you are available this afternoon at four. Um, uh, if you wish to talk before that, uh, I am available uh, and always up for conversation. 
so you would actually see um, the prince would be coming out of a meeting with La Carzone. So it would take about an hour and you'd see the prince parting ways. La Carzone is headed out to the garden. It looks towards the fountain. He last saw Casti. Um, and the trade prince kind of comes in, see him, has the letter pulled out of his pocket, kind of waves over and, and comes and sits with you across, order some tea. Yes. Hello. Ah, uh, good, good afternoon. Uh, pleasure I, to meet you. I must say this party is not what I expected from you, Gastinians. It is much more civil. Is it like, is it true? The, the stories of children disappearing in the dark? Oh, uh, I mean, gas time's very, uh, well, there's a, there's a reason they call it gas time. Let's just put it that way. Uh, I imagine things here are very civil because it's, well, mostly nobles, uh, but also everyone's on their best behavior. Yes, I, aside from the ones drinking last night. Yeah. Oh, yes. I mean, it is it is also a party. I don't drink myself. <laughs> uh, me neither. Raises the tea to clink. I um, am curious. I would like to hear of Rostov, oh. a land of such forward thinking. Well, I mean, I, I, was, like? I was born and raised there. Um, so I can tell you about how it's very different from gas time. Uh, for one thing, it's a, it's a lot colder. It's very warm here, especially now that it's summer. Um, yes. It is but, even warmer in Lathod, you believe. I, I can't imagine. It seems so very warm here to me. But uh, yeah, uh, we have uh, a lot of different... Um, uh, in gas time, there seems to be a lot of nobles and like a uh, real divide between the citizenry and the nobility. Uh, we're in Rostov. That's very, very much not the case. Uh, I'm sure you've studied uh, Rostovian politics before. Yes. From the history books, it seems that Rostov split from gas time. What was it? Uh, three centuries ago. Oh, a long, yeah, long time ago. And um, won the war that came after. That is what the infinite graveyard is from, yes? Uh, or the uh, origins yeah. of it. Yes, very much so. Which, whew, I have, I've been there myself now, and it's, it's quite the place. Well... Uh... 20 to 30 years of separation war will do that. <laughs> so this country is young. What happened to the nobles? They simply sent back to gas time in fetters or? Um, some of them. Uh, others chose to embrace the philosophy uh, that was being espoused by the, the leaders of Rostov at the time. Um, I'm, I'm sure you know that Rostov is all about the, the equality between uh, all peoples. Uh, I so... like the idea, yes. We are still back, we must confess, in the thought. We find coin in selling lives to slavers. I know, I know that several of my friends are quite uh, opposed to such things, uh, having, having close run-ins with it themselves. As, as am I, I must state. Very much disagree with my father. Thing, I imagine it must be difficult between you. I know that Lathad has declared neutrality outside of commerce. But I must say, I do hope that for all its problems, gas time wins this war. Not like a country like the Empire of the Sun, or used to call Vestarios, to grow with its trade. Uh, no, I, I know that Rostov uh, feels feel very similarly. Yes, I do believe you share a border with the lawless territories, yes? Yes, yes. Is that where you, um, have you ever fought against uh, I mean, the warlords to stop the slave trade to the Jostari and the Empire? Not myself, but but I, I was um, actively uh, involved in building uh, the Endemauer. Um, so the I'm, I'm a dual citizen, yes. Made of, what is that uh, stone? Oh, concrete. With, yes, what is, 
and it has metal inside it? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Mikey will now go off on a very technical discussion of the building techniques of concrete um, and how, you know, it's common usage in Rostov, uh, first pioneered by the name of the inventor, but used very commonly to, to uh, quickly construct buildings uh, that are needed, especially against the cold winters. He's going into it with you. He's like yeah. passing off sandstone kind of construction techniques from down in Lathod, yeah. um, the palace, etc. Val, oh, are you nice. listening to all this or are you kind of zoning out? We're very much nerding out at this point. Uh... <laughs> Val is actually zoned out. Val is actually zoned out. <laughs> so Val is so far. Right, what? <laughs> I'm pretty sure everybody else is asleep, and the only yeah, person think, who's there is Mikey. Yeah, probably yes. Mel went to bed yeah. at this point. Yeah, like so, Val, are you headed so off? We're just chatting. After... Yeah. All right. Excuse uh, yourself so you when take uh, Prince comes over. The, the next hour, this does take up quite a lot of time. You guys get into some quite scientific topics. Cool. Um, several nobles kind of try to keep up from the sides, you can tell, and then very quickly give up. And soon enough, two rolls around, three rolls around. And you and the prince are sitting together still at about four when you're supposed to be meeting with the rest of your party. Uh, at shortly before four, I'm sure Mikey's got to watch on them because they're an artificer. Um, they would have got uh, attracted the attention of a servant, um, probably when their watch beeped to let them know that they should uh, be getting somebody, uh, getting their friends up. And they'll send somebody out to go and like knock on doors and wake up the party uh, and Perfect. say, meet, meet them here. The courtesy call goes out, um, yep. attendants knock at doors, uh, Everyone is gathering. Is there anything you folks would like to do before you come down to join your party? Tidy up, is it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Took a shower. Like short rest. Short rest. How long you could fit in a short rest for sure. How, would I have been able to sneak a long one in if I'm late for the party? If you wait another two or four hours, yeah. Two or four. Yeah, two, <laughs> two or four. Because like, that's about pretty broad. Two thirty in the afternoon right now, so you would need eight hours or six hours with very minimal downtime in and around that to sleep, rest, etc. And that's like pushing it is six hours. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll short rest it. But Cray, okay. before the rest of the party shows up, uh, this is Alina not asking and not Mikey. Because uh, Mikey doesn't notice this when they're in full nerd out mode. But um, Mikey doesn't realize that they're flirting at this point. The prince <laughs> they, is very they much... very much are. <laughs> A lot of these kind of questions are going on and rolling into this conversation. Cool. And whether Mikey picks it up or not. They definitely don't. My uh, sibling's going to be royalty. <laughs> they, it's not often that they get to have like this deep of an academic discussion with somebody and he's keeping up. So they are very into it. There are only about three or four people at this entire party. That... <laughs> uh, so yes, this is very much hinted at the, right. the prince as... The rest of you are coming into this is leaning forward on both hands, which you know in the thought is you don't get close to people. It's very formal, stiff. You hold yourself back with polite conversation. And the prince is not quite over the table, but definitely leaning towards this dragonborn. And Mikey doesn't realize it either, but they're like full on gesturing with their hands and getting like really animated. And their tail is like flicking under their robes. <laughs> Who would probably show up first? I mean, I want to say me just because I like want to. If I want to watch this. this. <laughs> All right, Tizzy, you wander in. I want to. I want to insight this. I want to know what's going on. All right, Roman insight check. I'm bad at this. Yeah, that's a seven. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, oh, Mikey looks really, really happy. Really complicated stuff. It looks like. Damn it! I might right, uh, after Tizzy. I'll oh, come Tizzy. in next. And oh yeah, you have your thing. Sorry. Oh no, I was uh, just saying hi. Yeah. Uh, feel free Hello. To come in. Uh, this is. Oh, th th this is uh, um, 
Betsy, uh, this is my sister, um, and uh, adopted, uh, obviously, but no, uh, no, yeah, we're we're blood relatives. Yeah. Roll deception check. It's <laughs> 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 an eighteen. <laughs> Can I gaslight a prince? <laughs> the prince raises an eyebrow but doesn't say anything. Uh, okay. And then Callista will basically walk in and just be like, "Hey guys, uh, your highness." He bows his head very respectfully, and you see him kind of straighten up as people start arriving. Uh, please, you don't need the formalities. You can call me um, Jazar. Uh, I'd like to clarify that, generally speaking, I don't use formalities, but somebody who has the vision that you have deserves the respect. Vision, I don't. You, you live in an area where the ideas are, are not forward-thinking, and you've able to see through that upbringing and see to a more enlightened situation for your people i that to me deserves my respect oh i i wholeheartedly agree i'm good with jazar what i would expect from any son of any royalty be it thrask or be it garganta i you travel you learn the world you you see other cultures you understand and yet so many nobles are really... Well, it is not even the nobles. The nobles are on my side. I thought is my father. He just cannot pull the idea of coin, his treasury, away from his old-fashioned thinking. They are connected. Well, um, I can uh, imagine that he's built his rule off of uh, the rules that he knows best, and he doesn't really understand that the, the future is changing things. Uh, I imagine that very, very soon we're going to see an economic shift where that sort of thing isn't viable anymore. Do we know how father. old? Do we know how old he is? Like, is he? Um, like, is father? it the father? Yeah, is the father like on his deathbed kind of thing, or is he like hale and hearty, like good to go? Like, like where's Lista? And Val, because you're from a port town, can you roll me history or general charisma checks? I mean, one of those things I have a modifier for. Um, 22. Val's arcane trickster, you're warlock, so. Um, Calista, you would know that the Sultan is very old. Um, It is a human line. Prince is a dark-skinned man himself um, without hair. Um, A nice cropped beard. Elaborate jewelry, of course, as befitting royalty. Um, His father is still ruling um the crown prince is heir to the throne however no one knows when he might pass away the nobles are kind of trying to ally themselves either with the wishes of the current sultan and the crown prince simultaneously it's a bit of an awkward situation and pretty much the entire world globally knows that they'd see eye to eye on some things um would there have been conversations like a rumor mill conversations in the sense of like, is the father intentionally staying? Like, because theoretically, if you're saying he's that old, he could have stepped down and like abdicated to his son. So is he like staying in power because of his son's ideals? Or is he just like staying in power because he wants to until he dies? Is it like, what's the it's, general- It's a money, it's a money thing. Um, currently, the Lathod is a primary source of slaves in addition to the warlords of the neutral territories and the lawless territories. And they are selling uh, conscripts to the Empire of the Sun to be used as foot soldiers and to the Chastari as well, where they're used in gladiator bouts in both countries. Um, and Lathod is making immense amounts of from this, um, which has led to the prolonging of the Sultan's stepping down. So functionally speaking, as far as Callista knows, there's not really a situation where the father's going to like peacefully step down and let his son rule 
it's probably like something would have to he might make have like to either die of old age or before. a very large political shift would have to happen where that money's not coming in or something like that okay thank you, you have to step and down you can tell the way that um the crown prince um jazar jadartha has been speaking um definitely the the war here has geopolitical ramifications for lathod um lathod is kind of hinging on what ends up happening because if Obviously, the Empire of the Sun wins, and then there's only Rostov left in Jundland that is non-slavery. So Lathod is playing the political game. You can tell the Sultan is anyway. And and Gastime, for all its faults, is non-slavery as well. It's non-slavery. It's, it's like racist as shit. It's super borderline colonialist. It's slavery it's, in everything but name, essentially. But not actual slavery. Not actual slavery. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So actual slavery is outlawed. Um. So in you know that was all in the head but um so How, yeah what did, you roll? Sorry? what did you roll sorry and all that i just assumed you would know the gist of the kind of fight the crown prince so you're not going into this blind um so calissa is going to say um and cassidy's not here right cassidy's asleep so cassidy's finishing her conversation gotcha. and then getting a short rest okay um so uh like we um we feel very strongly as a as a group about the rights of of people that seems to be one of the things that brings us together that and random ghost punching um ghost and punching. ghost punching yes um and i don't elaborate i just assume that I he knows what that mentioned means that, that trip to the, the <laughs> this great last yard i feel like i like pull my fists up and i just imagine mikey's hand just like no like, no i'm not gonna talk about it actually <laughs> we, need, we need, don't need to touch ghosts here and I just like, I just barrel through assuming that he understands what ghost punching is. And uh, I'm like, we we see a lot of the corruption that has set in in Gastheim. We're working to help the people who are um, opposed to that. But there may come a time where it's no longer safe for us to be here. It would be good to know that we have allies. And we would definitely like to um, foster um any relationships that uh, that if we could help um, with your vision, uh, I think that would be mutually beneficial. I understand what you're asking me. You are not hoping for political asylum should you stage something reckless we, as a revolution, no? We are not that deep into um, that territory. So I, that's not, you would hear from us if it got to that type of point. Um, but we do have a plan that is less drastic than what you just mentioned um, in terms of uh, lo- like a safe location if um, gas time becomes a bit volatile, shall we say. That um, I and- can arrange. If it's not an official Lathadi mission, I can make sure you have somewhere to stay. I think um, I, you've obviously um, enjoyed your conversations with Mikey, and I think that you know that our our um, kind of goals here are to make life better for everyone beyond just the privileged few that can afford to come to these parties or that can um, happen to have the the birth of the favored four. Um, Tizzy here is, and and Mikey are, and literally all of our party, <laughs> except That's for it. like me <laughs> um, and Val, um, the, the favored four, um, there's no difference. We are all people. Um, and we see that we see the trends that are going on here and we don't want them to continue. But since gas time is such a powerhouse, we also don't want to destabilize a country that does not hold slavery as a, a power. So we're treading lightly. Yes. If we were 
over in Accra, it would be a different story. Kingdom of Flowers, uh, you know, even the, for all its backwardsness, Virgo as well, they are forward-thinking nations, but bye. <laughs> but we... Mikey! <laughs> he just drops. The Mikey. magic just stops. <laughs> Mikey just dies at the table. <laughs> Mikey dies at the table. No. Mikey just like unceremoniously dead. Go to the bathroom? Dead. Where'd they go? So Jungland <laughs> is an interesting place, especially with the lawless territories to the east. Um, you may know um by rumor that by now or been able to tell that I'm from Freeport and we generally have policies of uh, meritocracy, so to speak. Um and I Yes. There is Unfortunately, some people there who are, well, most people, to be honest, are, are more driven by profit than ideals, but um, you're no stranger to that. Yes, unfortunately. Well, I can promise we... you my own personal protection for whatever that is worth. Should you anger the enemies of my father, I cannot guarantee you much. I, I think that at this point, we just, we know that you have, um, you have your own troubles at home. And you have your own concerns. Um, Hence but, being sent here, of course, banished. <laughs> absolutely. Um, but we just um, want to make sure that you know that in the future, you have um, a strong ally on, in, in us. And if you ever need help, or if you need some things covertly done that are mutually beneficial, uh, we may be uh, able to help you with that. We do have some things of our own to take care of in the near future. Um, so we might not be available um, after this event for a short while, but um, the, you, there's a lot going on in the world. And as the, you know, the next months and potentially year or two occurs, um, I think knowing that we have each other may be very helpful in certain situations. It is good to have allies in the middle of the chaos that is happening with gas time and the empire. It's volatile times. Yes, it is good to have friends. And reaches out a hand to shake your hand, Calista. I eagerly do. Um, is there anything else that you... Kind of, you see the eyes linger on Mikey for a bit. Um, I think that um, you were enjoying a wonderful conversation. And uh, I've yes, said the things... Concrete! Concrete! <laughs> <laughs> it seems that uh, I've said the things that I needed to say. And uh, thank you for responding in kind. Uh, I'll let you go back to... Uh, uh, to your stimulating conversation. Thank you again. Uh, is anyone staying for this conversation as Mikey and the Prince continue on? Um, otherwise, I assume you're going off to your rooms to get ready for dinner. Uh, Pat, give me a favor. Can you roll me a D100, please? Uh, is it? <laughs> Full on open mouth. <laughs> 21, as I use my fan to cool myself. I'm fancy. <laughs> it's, it's not Are you uh, fancy? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, no, that's not high enough. We are not allowed to go to break. We have to do the show forever now. Uh, uh, on you I'm just kidding. So sad. Oh, he has so many fans. I can't. I can't beat that. Uh, we are going to go to break. Uh, go refill your tea. Get some water. Uh, go and eat some food if you need to eat some food. Go hug a loved one. It was Callista um, for two seconds. <laughs> oh my god uh i don't know draw some fan art do the things we will see you back here in about 15 minutes give or take with some fixed technical stuff <laughs> we're live who should one go oh hello actually hello okay. my friends <laughs> I was joking. cold opens aside <laughs>
<laughs> cold opens this. I love cold opens. What am I saying? Um, by the pricking of my thumbs, something elegant this way comes. Uh, you folks are currently just wrapping up a conversation as a group. Uh, prince, the crown prince, uh, Jazar Jazartha of Lathod. He's uh, heir to the Sultanate. And uh, the rest of you are dispersing, having kind of made a tentative alliance with him. Uh, Michaelius, you are staying behind to have a bit more of a chat. Am I? Cool. Yes. <laughs> like if the group um, is obviously going off to go do group stuff, I'll excuse myself. But uh, you have a couple of hours before dinner. Right. It's only about I four now. I don't need to change or bathe. <laughs> Just that musty smell here and there. Yeah. None of us need to do those things. <laughs> did something die like is something in the ceiling no i uh, don't not that i've worried about too much spill some uh, tea on myself so i smell like tea so i'm very curious how did you become a doctor originally oh uh i'm, I'm it's technically not a doctor i do, I do have some me- medical skill uh but um yeah i i i, I wear, wear this mask uh because it's a lot easier than um just appearing in, in public like I, I, I normally would look. I very much understand. I'm often struggling when I live in Lathod to not be stopped on the street and people ask you for help. They ask you for salvation. They ask you for escape. Sometimes it is easier to hide this. I imagine that must be really, really difficult. Uh, I, I'm not that famous, uh, although I suppose we're famous now, but that's that's a pretty recent thing. That was after we did a couple big adventures. Well, when the rumors started coming out of Winter's Crest a couple of months ago about a Feywild-led party of adventurers, well, I here we are. Well, Cassidy's something wonderful. Like she's she's a very interesting person to know. What is she like in your own words? She's unpredictable, but I but I think that's a lot of the fact that that she is a Fey and that we have very different values sometimes. Um, but she's also very, very smart. She's taught me a lot about talking with people that I, I, I wouldn't have known before. I don't tend to talk to especially fancy people like this. Um, so are those fairy tales, the, the stories they tell to children about leather of the law and deal making? I think they are. Uh, I haven't had a lot of dealings with the Fae myself, other, other than uh, Cassidy, obviously, but... Some of the things she said make me think that they're definitely not people you want to casually make a deal with, or, or, or definitely people you want to watch your words around. How did you all come to be each other? Such an interesting, <laughs> motley crew. Hmm. Well, well, it sounds like they, uh, several of the group, uh, except for my sister and myself, uh, met before we did uh, and formed the, the core of the group, um, adventuring through the Briarwall Forest, which I've I've only been to the edges of uh, myself. Uh, similar to, to the be... crystal fields we have, yes, where the portals, the rifts in space and time yes. become a bit more. Yes, easy I'd be to... very interested to research that place, actually. I've heard a lot about the crystal fields. You do not want to go there. It is very dangerous. There's a reason that both Thrask and Lathad have basically given up trying to police anything but the edges of it. I, I also imagine that my, my friend Lyodin would have a, a bit of a trouble with that. There are so many rifts that not even a paladin of he who protects could possibly close them all. I suspect that they have something to do with um, like precursor technology that was u- used in the area. And, and that's what I'd be there to research rather than the, the rifts themselves. Yes, my father just had some sort of expedition sent to the northeastern desert, almost on the edge of the lawless territories. Really? Um, something was uncovered. Some sort of pyramid or temple of some sort. Did, I'm not did you sure know the what details. they found? No, it was just something buried in the sands. Huh. Another 
sandstorm swept through as it normally does in the dunes and covered something that was not there before. So my father sent his people in to at least do a preliminary excursion. They have not returned as far as I'm aware. That was, oh, a month ago now. Well, I mean, precursor runes can be very, very dangerous. Uh, They have a lot of technology that we we still don't understand yet. So... Uh, but I'd be very them. interested in to, to hearing anything you might have to find out about it. I, I'm doing a little bit of a, a research on the precursor ruins myself, trying I, uh, to see if, what I can find. You are from Rostov, you said, yes? Originally? Yes, yes. How does Rostov handle the secretive nature of the precursors? I know governments try to hide and, and hoard. And... How do they, McRae? I imagine they just, it's not a thing that's talked of. Uh, can you actually roll me a history check, please, with advantage, because you like cool. the precursors a whole lot. I really, really, really do. <laughs> Glad I have advantage, because that <laughs> was do in that dice one. do the dice do? The dice do. Do the dice. That's a 15. If that's not sufficient, mm-hmm. I've also got inspiration. <laughs> you would know, Michaelius, that not only are precursor items and ruins and such extremely rare across the planet. Um, when they are found, they are usually kept as, you know, state secrets for the most part. Um, the nations use it to jockey. Um, Baronest in Gurganta, the capital of Gurganta, is rumored to be built within ruins that have already been excavated. Oh, really? Um, See, so yeah, I'll let them know. Uh, they're just not uh, spoken of much, I think. They're, they're sort of hidden uh, from the general populace, which is kind of against Rostovian principles, but I, I understand that that's a thing that's commonly done with things that would, you know, be against the common good. Well, I can understand that leaders might not want, say, a dangerous super weapon in the hands of peasants when it kind of points upwards. Would assume the shattered moon is kind of hanging. Yeah. And of course, not to mention our poor home is so full of holes. (laughs) Well, they they, they certainly um, could do great and terrible things, but but I I believe that they did more great than than terrible uh, in their time. It is always up to who has the power, is it not? Oh, always, always. I mean, in, in, no matter how much you know, it always comes back to politics sooner or later. What would the Briarwood Brave today get such power? Oh. You had the power of the precursors at your fingertips. What would your <laughs> group of heroes <laughs> do? Mikey's very glad that they are wearing goggles because their eyes have widened a lot. Because <laughs> they're um, like, oh, we maybe already did a couple times and maybe I'm wearing one of their cloaks right now. Uh, they don't say any of that out loud. Um, also, oh, he asked gosh. the wrong question. It's not yeah. what would we do, it's who would we do. And God that's anybody who's not. <laughs> so just what we've done with zero power. Yeah. Like, yeah. Bad. Gosh, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to answer that. Um, like we generally, I'd like to think of us just as like you know humble adventurers. We're all we all come from humble backgrounds, and uh, we're not really used to dealing with that kind of power. Well, think on Maybe. it. I would Tacity like accepted. to know your answer day when you do. You've given me a lot to think about. Thank you. This has been an excellent conversation. I haven't had uh, rousing intellectual discourse like this in a long time. I am Rude. at your disposal, Professor. <laughs> And bows very deeply, Aww. takes your hand, and then kind of gets up and looks a couple of times back as he's kind of sweeping out of this dining hall. Gets caught by a noble near the door, conversation. Mikey's heart beats. does not beat, but if it did, it would be going fast. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> so by the time you folks wrap up your conversations, it's about 4.30. Um, you have about an hour and a half. If there's anything you'd like to accomplish together as a party before the official dinner. And uh, a 
a formal announcement. I'll go check in with the party. Um, mm. I would want to ask Cassidy if she managed to talk to Crow. But Crow I don't can't know. talk. What do you mean Crow can't talk? Uh, that's what I said. What do you mean Crow can't talk? And then uh, they did this like, nod, and it's all good. Oh, yeah, Crow's uh, literally all cut up in the neck area. And I don't think they uh, can vocalize words. Then I was like, ooh, I know. Crow can write things down. Then I was like, but Dizzy can't read those things. But if you want to talk to Crow or like meet with Crow, it's cool. I asked, but I was like, no pressure. Maybe they don't want to meet. I don't know. Um, okay. I don't know. You just said you knew them. And yeah. But you're, you do weird things all the time. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Mikey or Val or, or anybody, I guess, would you come with me to read them? We don't have to do oh, yeah. it now. We can um, Whatever. Sch- sure. schedule that. I don't. I would very much like to talk to this person, though. Sure. Mm. Also, Carzone, Cal- uh, Calzone, super friendly. Um, is going to look for some magical items for me, and then might, uh, you know, I'm. No one's committed to anything. Everyone relax. But like, we might either like tell everybody he's cool, or let him let him tell people he knows us, or he might ask us to do hero stuff. Committed to anything? Because I was also like, oh, you can get magic stuff. I'll talk to my friends and see if they want magic stuff. So if you want some magic stuff, let me know. I got a new buddy. Uh, would he be able to sell magic stuff? Because we've, we've got a bunch of cursed stuff that's still maybe good to, for, you know, the, the right hands. I mean, probably. People are strange. Sometimes a cursed thing doesn't mean it's bad. Some of us want to have, oh. have it on the wall. I'm like, look at that. Don't touch it, though. Whoa, well, whoa. I, I know a lot of uh, researchers who would be really interested in, in uh, looking at some of the things. Uh, oh, Speaking of curse stuff, did you ever look at that ring that Val won? Oh no, I, I can I can do that now while we're changing up for dinner. Sure. All right, you're get out my this? yeah. I'll get out my wand and do their usual Ghostbusters scan thing on it. Any ring um, with a face is probably cursed. Also, Cassidy, we still have that like really creepy soul locket thing. Um, do you think maybe he could take a look at it to just see if he's familiar with what it is that is mad curse that's the one well, that you stole from Durek. yeah it literally oh, might right. be a phylactery that is mad and we just don't know right <laughs> well i mean possibly but we could also talk to femora it's like the head we of the did. femora didn't know what it was oh, oh you weren't oh out, out of character you weren't there for that um oh. femora straight up did not know what this was like she knew it was like super magical and she was able to tell us that there was a soul inside of it. Yeah. But I think that was basically it. Is that correct, Corey, DM? Who yes. could fill in so the player Fremora, who wasn't there that Fremora day? was aware it was necromantic magic, um, which is fairly taboo. Um, some wizards, like it's not forbidden to research or to learn. Um, but for the most part, people in Gastheim don't like necromancers. And so of course, Fremora was a necklaces. Bit... <laughs> I don't like necklaces. Everyone, hate them. Necklaces, amulets, get them out of here. Uh, no, uh, necromancy specifically. So she knew it was magical. She could tell it was necromancy. She could tell there was probably a soul inside it, as necromancy is often uh, trapping souls and raising the dead. Also, and we do not know whose soul we have, but we do we have a soul. Whose soul you have. You know it's a soul. <laughs> we've, got, we've got a soul in a ring and a man in a bag. The dusted man, yes. You've never talked to the dusted man again. Jeff. I want to use him as seasoning. Ew. Durek's here. Ew. Oh my god, I just remember Durek's here. We're wearing yep. the shit we stole from him. And we wear the necklace to the <laughs> party I and just walk in. I don't 
particularly want to put that just necklace on my neck. Past him. You don't think that'd be a good idea to just go over and be like, oh, hello, very nice to meet you. I don't no. feel like Tizzy's smart enough to have this neck. actual conversation. So, well, tonight's um, not a not a costume. It's just dinner. Party night, yeah, right? it's just a regular night. Yeah, it's it's a, a show, dinner and a show. Oh, oh, uh, uh, Val, this is amazing. Uh, Mike will hold up the ring as they finish the ritual. Um, this uh, only once per person ever, uh, but you can use it multiple times on different people. Uh, if you know their true name or a name that they go by and are known by, you can learn a secret about them. Hmm. You don't you don't get to know what that secret will be. It's just a random secret, hmm. but it'll, it'll whisper it right to you. Neat. I'll handle it back. Cool. Well, if anybody else wants to go, I'll, I'll save mine for now. But if anybody else wants to go, just let me know. So this is, it, say that again. You, if you How know does that their, work? You, if they their true know name. their true name, you get to know a secret about you them. You know their their real name, their name, true name. Their name, yeah. Their, yeah. their name that they go by. So again, in D&D, true name for demons and stuff, obviously devils, so on and so forth. Or people are using um, pseudonyms. But if you know their actual name, you whisper their name into it. And once per living creature, you will get a secret of theirs that this is a religious item. Um, via the goddess of masks. Interesting. Um, did did Lydon has at some point told us whether or not the Kaiser is a demon or not? Like has done the sense thing around the Kaiser. Not a the demon, Kaiser right? is not a hey. demon. There, the, he has tiefling blood because he has the the very tiny that nub horns. Yep. Right, right, right. Um, but does give off a very faint celestial aura, similar to sassafras. Okay, so uh, Callista is going to genuinely ask Mikey, "Do we think that the Kaiser? And we know the Kaiser's name, like we know the Kaiser's official name. Do we think we do. that the Kaiser that is the Kaiser's name, like for real?" I mean, it, you can try it. He was probably given no. that name at birth. No, whether know. or not that's his actual name. Sorry. Well, should we try it? Yes. Traditionally, would uh, someone born into a royal family undergo some manner of religious naming ceremony? Yes, they actually take on the official name. So you know that this is the 18th uh, Kaiser right. Archibald Strauss. That is his official name. Um, and being that this was a religious ceremony, we can assume it at least has some manner of spiritual significance. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So you can that assume will that, that name will will resonate with the Kaiser. So we should try it. I mean, so do you mean or, like will resonate with him because it's but or like it would be considered the name under this spell? The ring like, would work on any living person if you know their name. That's all, all right. I say. So <laughs> I'm saying like. From what we know, of, like I'm, I'm asking for a roll here. What do I roll to say? Like, do I think that I would, knowing the the public name of him, do I think this would work, or do I have to figure out his birth name? Because if you said that his name got changed at some point, then what is his birth name? Is that public knowledge, right? Whisper it into the ring. Find out. Well, I'm asking if Callista would know if that is I a imagine, smart idea or not because yeah, she's I imagine magical, right? Like I, I wouldn't just Mikey would know from the identify whether or not that would like saying the wrong name would cause the ring to explode or no, waste it, the charge it, for them. It just doesn't work. It just if doesn't you work. Don't know the yeah. name or you so put no, in a fake we, name or the no wrong name or it just doesn't work. So again, okay. my question specifically is: Do we know that he had a name before he got like a Kaiser? Like, is he, he did his name get changed at some point? As of is his that birth, public he is, he is given the name. Um, so, so that is the only official name that you would know of as Callista. Okay, but so publicly, the name that he was given at birth is still the name he has. 
Yes, he is. Okay, you made it sound like his name Archibald got fully Strauss changed in a in a like ceremony or something. So it was like a thing. No, anyway. more like a christening. No. Question. Okay. okay, I'm gonna try it then. I have a okay. question. Yes. I'll hand over the ring. If it's like wrong, is that the once per ever, or it's only she if it works? It's only if it works that that's your one. Okay. Okay, it's up to Calista. Yeah, yeah it doesn't make sense to save we, it. We got, like, we got six of us. Like, yeah. if gotta, it doesn't work, attune. it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, you got to attune to it. All right, whatever. Oh, yeah. I have I have literally not gotten a magical item this whole time, so it's fine. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hang, hang out for an hour impatiently. Longer <laughs> get you. A little fight montage. <laughs> Just a tune at dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could. Sit there yeah, and stare at it. Half an hour before dinner, too. Yeah. Sure, anything then I will do it half an hour before dinner. Yeah, anything else people are prepping while Callista is attuning to this ring? Shine and Pico. Shine and Pico. Um, short rest. Val somebody, should I talk to Crow before dinner? Should I just talk? I don't know what to do. Talk to him at dinner. Let's go. We'll go. Uh, we'll I go don't we'll... know if I want to talk to them in front of everybody. I, Why not? I'm sure that there's like, I just haven't seen them in a while. Places but... where you could go for a little bit of privacy, where you could like... Okay. Are yeah. they going to stab you? For a chat. No. Are you going to stab shouldn't. them? No, shouldn't. Or punch them. Okay, no, probably. Or crawl under the table and kick them in the shins. I make no promises about that one. That's fair. That was a bit of a stretch for me. Yeah. yeah. Okay, dinner, dinner. And then, and then you can arrange to meet him afterwards, maybe. Yeah. Oh, by the way, apparently uh, heroes yeah. make dolls and sell them to people. And everyone's like, well, I want to be this person. So I got to, we got to get that mannequin factory up and running that's horrible that's the worst thing i've ever heard i love that actually no <laughs> does it doesn't not children's like dolls wanted right like collectibles yeah and then we could put like magic mouth on it and they could like swing my arm and be like i'm cassidy thorn i'm cassidy thorn no maybe not okay. out val action figures but cassidy action figures yeah definitely cassidy. I, I think people would want that i also uh don't i'm not on board with that um I would like my face to stay on my face and nothing and nowhere else. Um, I don't like take your face off you. It's weird and I don't, I don't. I, I can't even show my face. It would be funny face. if we had one that you could like, you did this. It could be a bogger. And it went like, I punched myself for magic. That, um, it's not just for magic. It's for other reasons too. I know, but yeah, I mean, we are very limited in small figurine <laughs> voice replication. Mikey's going to guys? spend the half hour before dinner making a prototype of the Cassidy doll with Cassidy. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be watches in check. horror. So I, attuning, I don't need to like do anything. Like no, I can you, do other stuff at the same time. You have to spend an hour, uh, a short rest, concentrating on your bond with it. So it is an active thing. Okay, so then I... Just gotta think real hard. Yeah, okay. I will be doing that. The attunement, the attunement process, heavy air quotes. That's 24. Because that didn't include my proficiency to make a Cassidy doll. With your very basic, I think, level one tinker ability, you are able to make sound bites come out of objects. Uh, and you are able to put this quite easily into a little rag doll that uh, procure. Um, you can assume that if you were to do a different, say, wooden or metal prototype, you could do the same thing. You I mean, Mikey's probably, probably working in metal. That's their that's their usual. So they've made a kind of little metal Cassidy I'm imagining like a wire maquette. Yes. I don't like and Cassidy, it. Cassidy, you would know magic mouth would work for something like this. I don't I don't have magic mouth. I'm just picturing point. Cassidy like sitting on a chair doing poses while Mikey mm-hmm. sculpts with like tiny, tiny tools. I don't like it. It's <laughs> for I wanna, dinner. I, I want to Cassidy Thorn calendar Cassidy now. Cassidy action figure. 
to take with you to dinner. One Cassidy is entirely enough Cassidy's, in my opinion. Challenge accepted. I'm going to try and learn oh, that cool don't. thing that people do where they're like, and there's a bunch of them. Oh, God. <clears throat> Excellent. Callista, whenever you uh, want to, because this is in the last half an hour before dinner, uh, you can whisper this name at your own discretion. I... When you finish attuning to this ring, though, I will mm -hmm. note, there is a pause. Uh, which room are you in right now? Whose room? In your own? I'm wherever, whatever room the group's in. Did we go back to probably the, like... Cassidy's? Yeah, I feel like we would in general yeah. go to the most protected Cassidy's. Okay, so Callista, there's a conversation going on in the background as Mikey and Cassidy work, and when you feel that final click, this ring, there's a bit of a disorienting feel, like your stomach has been flipped upside down, and the lights seem to darken as if no light coming from the torches and the window that's wide open is somehow dulled, and you think you can hear as if very far away it's laughter and then after a second or two seems that the lights return to normal the kind of muting on the conversation of Cassie and Mikey seems to back up a little bit okay um so seems like the ring's ready to go it's doing weird shit to my head so let's uh, get this over with uh what do you mean weird shit I don't know don't like it um and then I just like whisper the name into the ring <laughs> all right there's the same kind of pause and the same dimming. And everyone's kind of looking at you, but all of a sudden they seem very far away. And you hear a woman's voice kind of come out of the very back mind. He's betrayed a god. Okay. That's all you get. And then the lights seem to kind of come up again, similar to before. Your friends seem to kind of come back into focus as if they weren't that far away to begin with. Hey, Beardy. <laughs> Are you calling the name Oh, out? she's looking Straight everywhere. Up. Can you all roll me a perception check, please? I'm rolling mine at disadvantage because I'm playing with myself in doll form. <laughs> I got a three. 18. 18 for Mikey. 23. I rolled I deception. I got a nat one for five. Um, Your nat one is still higher. <laughs> I got 19. Sorry, I did. I had the wrong roll. But... I did roll a 24, but I got a 19. Rolled with disadvantage. Uh, the three of you, Mikey, Casty, and Callista, um, Leiden seems to be off in their own head. You almost immediately notice that Tizzy's eyes have become a swirl of red. And at the very center where the red stops and it's just a white space, there seems to be a very tiny little figure. It looks something kind of reddish black. Um, and there is a, a figure doubled in both eyes looking out at you. Mikey does a double take and then like walks up to uh, Tizzy and goes, you get out of my sister. What? Like right into your face. Why? <laughs> Why? Why are you? Hey, hang on, hang on. He's in your eyes. He's he's in your eyes. Someone is in my eyes. Hold on. Um, There's who? a pause. Is he and still then there? You see almost coming further forward somehow, getting bigger in Tizzy's eyes. Is Tizzy, you feel fine. Nothing is seemingly wrong for you. This is weird. And Mikey, you watch as this tiny figure, it is a gnome this time, wearing that same familiar checkered suit. The Groucho Marx glasses are gone, but the spiral eyes are still there. Uh, bald, seemingly genderless. And the figure kind of gets larger and larger and larger and then pauses and goes, what do you mean? I'm just... Uh, Quickest access, you called me. Is he like out of Tizzy's can face I, now? Can I hear this? Still in the eyes. He's still in the you eyes. You hear this, Tizzy. Mikey's it like leaned down right in front from... of you with their like skull face, yeah. just like staring intently into your eyes. This is really weird. Tizzy, roll me a perception check. Disadvantage, please. Oh, good. The thing I have a negative two in? Give me disadvantage. 
Interesting. That's a seven. Um, yeah. Mikey's and that's a close. five. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. You seem very angry at something in your face. Would it? I'm feeling like this is the wrong choice, but would it help? <laughs> oh, okay. Can we just? What is happening? Just, I just. All right, I right, right. What'd you call me for here? What'd you call me for here? Let's just like calm it all down, guys. Verity. Warlock. Uh, Vaka's girl. Tell me what you want. All right. You know God shit, right? You know, like some stuff is going on. I am on a there. god. Uh, fine. Are whatever. You? you know the goss, right? So um, who did uh, who did the Kaiser betray? Betray? The Kaiser betrayed somebody? Yeah. What Kaiser do you mean? Betrayed a, Kaiser betrayed a god. Who was he in league with before? Oh, d- did he? First you're all hearing of it. There's a pause. He goes, well, that's what we're fighting about, honestly. We don't know. And you don't know he kind of looks what? away and then looks a little bit awkward. Well, we don't know how they got her powers. What is the name of the goddess that uh, Proctor serves? Freda, goddess of the eclipse. Freda. Uh, Freda did, or Freda? Do you mean Freda? F-R-E-D-A. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Do you mean Freda? Yep. One light, one dark. No idea how a couple of mortals did it, honestly. Real muck about the table, let's just say. When you say one light, one dark, you mean like two gods are missing or one god is missing? Well, one god's missing. We don't know how two got each half of the power. Two mortals got half, like two mortals got half of her power? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Not that and we the know how. The Kaiser's one of them. Do you know who the other one is? Well, you can maybe help. I'll give you a hint. If one is dark, what's the biggest, flashiest, sunlightiest thing you know of? Cassidy Thorne? That's the first. Sun? The None emperor of those they, things. The, the sun emperor. Emperor of the sun. And this I is think why they're picking at war. it up. Is this why they're at war? Don't know. One of them wants the power. They have two halves of the god's power. They're Here's trying the to thing, take though. the rest from the other Here, and ascend to godhood. Here's the thing. Oh. They would have had to work together for this. Nah, don't know. Anyways, what else you need? I'm on a budget here of time. I gotta see another guy about a horse. Ooh, uh, which honestly, guy? What horse? Just kidding. I don't care. Uh, ah, it's on Ravnica, you wouldn't know. Anywho, thank you, Bertie. Appreciate it. I'm sorry for some of the times that I was an asshole to you. Not all of them, just some of them. Hey, hey, hey. That's you're all That's assholes. Is this man She's still just in my the least. And Bertie is pointing inwards as if pointing to Tizzy. And there's right. a popping noise, and Tizzy, your eyes are back to normal. Bertie is nowhere to be seen. Okay, so rings awesome. Just as just saying, whoever wants it next. Um, Wait, is, it is, is that what you thing. heard? Yeah. So um, yeah, he betrayed a god. Now we know which one. And oh. now we know why we should definitely not try and kill him, because he's got half of the power of a god. So yep. Which also like makes sense why Fist is terrified of him. Oh yeah. Okay, um, Corey, out of, um, so I, I like fully know all the gods. I just like personally don't, and I don't know where that document is right now. So where, uh, what do I know about, uh, Freda? Because like, again, I read that book, like, and hardcore, You did. You and Casty would both know and be able to open your books to this page. Uh, Freda is the goddess of the eclipse. She disappeared about 25, give or take, years ago. How old is the uh, Kaiser? Kaiser's about 38. The yeah. war started. So he was in his adventuring. It is his adventuring days. Uh, and Freda was the goddess of the eclipse. She was an active goddess. People prayed to her. She was actually, um, she's among the Church of Many Faiths as one of the larger goddesses that is prayed to in Carnifexia, in addition to Matanus. 
Um, and it is largely because she keeps balance. Her entire role on Carnifexia was the person that kept light and dark equal. If there was an area that was particularly evil, the paladins of Freyda, the clerics, etc., would go in and cleanse it out, make it a little bit lighter. And inversely, things were a little bit too oligarchical. Um, Freyda was often known for sending her folks in to sow some evil as well and some darkness to keep things in balance. Uh, there's a reason her symbol is both the eclipsing moon and silver scales. And you would all in the okay. book be able to, to pull this up because Cassie, you still have the book, I believe, in the bag of holding. So at some point, the goddess of balance's powers were split between two monarchs of different countries, uh, one who's in league with liches and mob bosses, and the other who's used his bright powers to become this like conquering ruler of the empire of the sun kind of also makes weird sense why the war is kind of balanced yeah and why it's gone for so long i i honestly so based on everything that we heard from the kaiser and that squiggles picked up that one time and and things like that i i have the distinct impression that this is in some ways a manufactured war i i honestly think that it's not as real as we think it is there's just been a lot of hints that um, the Kaiser knows exactly what's going on and is potentially, uh, they're, they're at a stalemate on purpose. I might be wrong because it's all, you know, kind of hints here and there, but that's what I have gathered. No, it, that tracks. I don't know. So I, I don't know what else to do with that. I don't think there's much we can, like, it's really good information to have, but I don't think it impacts anything in the immediate term. Dinner? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't okay. have much to add. It sounds balanced. Yeah. Mikey looks distracted, like they're still thinking this over, but they, they nod and they'll come along. Oh, can I have the ring? Yeah. I want to attune um, to it. I'm not super clear with how, like, de-attunement works, so can I just do that? Like... Uh, yes, but it will take an hour for Tizzy to attune to it. Same exact process. I'm just going to gotcha. sit at dinner and focus on a weird ring. It'll be fine. Okay, so you do give the ring to Tizzy? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, the bell is starting to ring, the dinner bell, um, for all of the guests to join the purveyor of this establishment, the Grand Dining Hall, uh, where you had high tea earlier. Cassidy will head over there first. Pilot is going to close the door, so no more motorcycle sounds. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey will take off their their plane, or they didn't have their mask on in the room. They'll put on their like fancy dinner mask. Okay, uh, you folks get all suited up um, and head on down. Folks are gathering. You do notice that Fist and the entourage is already here and mostly sat around the central table this time. Fist has taken the same seat at the head. Um, however, right at his right is the Kaiser, um, as well as the majority of the monarchist coalition on that side of the table. Um, and as everyone kind of settles down, um, you notice that a number of the heroes are already sitting together. It looks like Boggart and Sassafras are sitting together along with Durf. And it seems like Sassafras is making a pass at the both of them at the same time. Uh, the steel cart boys are at the back. The various politicians are kind of all settling in. Um, you do see at the central table, Prince uh, Jazar takes a seat, um, as, does, yeah, as does uh, Commissar Brokoff and several others. You have a seat. Are you taking your own table? Or are you joining anyone else? Like are the tables assigned or? Uh, it is similar to before. It is free seating. And it seems that there is more social expectations on who sits with whom. Um, the closer to that middle table and the head of that middle table, it seems the more powerful people are getting. Right. The very edges of the room are like heroes and, you know, second rate folks and lords and ladies and so on and so forth. The Fae are on the outside as well because they are in full glamour. Um, you folks have a seat. There's a kind of pause. 
as Fist waits for the last couple of people to be seated and then stands, clinks his glass. And you all notice that there is a champagne glass at every single spot. And he waits as everyone kind of picks up this full champagne glass and gestures it towards him. And he kind of smiles, particularly at, at Cassidy, having interrupted the speech the previous night. And then you see him kind of grit <laughs> and, 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 um, and he pauses and he goes, ladies and gentlemen, my friends, I would like to propose a toast to Gastheim's success in this disgusting double decade war that has put our people at risk, my fellow citizens, their lives on the line, to our heroes, our soldiers, <sighs> and those holding the front at home. Tonight, we have asparagus cultivated on the edge of the Briarwall Forest. I know some of our adventurers in the room will be familiar. In addition, we have duck from the Checkered Lakes region, crisp skin fried by our most exquisite chefs. After dinner, we will be gathering in the main theater where our esteemed guest, the bard, Sassafras, will be playing a full set. Thank you, and I look forward to chatting with you. And there is a rousing kind of clinking of glasses and dinner begins in earnest with folks coming in with the plates, um, so on and so forth. My um, glass would have been raised with, with my mage hand and all my gesticulations were happening because everybody's like, hooray, and goes to drink. <laughs> gotcha. So you folks are tucking in. It is delicious. The skin is perfectly crispy on the inside. It is juicy. It is oily. It is incredible duck. Um, and the asparagus as well is quite fresh. You notice um, Callista's not really like eating or anything. What she is... Basically, like, uh, holding her dagger under the table and, like, mumbling under her breath. Um, she is basically communicating what she just learned to Vaka because she knows that there's some, like, stuff going on with the gods and they're all doing councils and stuff. So just in case Vaka doesn't know, she's passing along everything that she's learned. Can you roll me a general charisma check or a religion check with advantage? Charisma to talk to your own god. Right. With advantage? Uh, this is your goddess you reach out and almost immediately you feel that cushion like a trickle of water down a rock face and then it slowly gets more and more forceful until it's a torrent kind of flooding into your awareness and you feel very small in your own body as vodka just seems to take your awareness like the raging kind of river delta at the mouth uh, leading into the sea. And there's an understanding. And then you feel kind of a calm, warming sensation, like the soft sun on the surface of the Mediterranean in the summer. And there's kind of a notion of growth comes with it. Uh, not yet, one day. And then just as it came, the rivulets pull back trickle by trickle, reverts back to the final drop up and away. And that kind of overwhelming presence is gone. You see Callista reach over to her like champagne glass and she like pretends to go to drink. But you notice that when she brings the glass down, she's like spat a bunch of salty water into the, the champagne glass. You're going to ray of frosting. <laughs> <laughs> It feels Ugh. like there's like hot sweat on your brow as well, Calista. Collected seawater, almost like dew. Why does it so, smell yeah. like a beach? Um, <laughs> uh, uh, salt and duck. Yeah. Uh, Tizzy's just gonna as soon as Tizzy is finished attuning to this ring, she's just gonna like put it in her pocket and try and find Crow. Like she's not gonna do it yet. Okay. Um, and I know a couple of you folks were gonna go with Tizzy for moral support. Whoever would like to come. Welcome to. I'll go. I'll, I'll, I can come too. I'm not eating. 
It's like just like pushing stuff around on their plate, trying to make it look like they're eating. Fair. Mind me quite well. Uh, can you roll me a performance or a deception check, please? Or sleight of hand, Mikey. I am bad sleight at of hand. Those. Put it in your purse. <laughs> Just scrape it off. I mean, Cassie was eating pate hand. from her bag. Like It's a nat one. Night. What if I oh, wanted to dear. eat it later? Good. Do I want an inspiration that, or is it funnier if I don't? <gasps> Let's just leave it. You. Don't waste your inspiration on that. If so anybody asks, are... you just you you ate too much at high tea. Exactly. I'm just very hungover. Um, there are a number of scraping sounds of fork on plate here and there. Um, as making like a, a very really sloppy, awkward moment in conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, several nobles do look over at this person who has not seemed to have removed their mask. Um, Mikey, what? I have to whisper loudly so you can hear me, but no one else can pretend it's a real whispering thing. Anyways, <laughs> we put inside of you, and then when you swallowed things, they would fall in there instead of out of you. That sounds gross and uncomfortable, what but I am fuck? willing to give it a try. <laughs> like, would you, well, I don't, like, would you feel it? Would you know? I have no idea I, how this works. Oh, I mean, we could, we could, we could give it a shot. <laughs> Maybe not right now. A little obvious, but oh, you've killed McRae. <laughs> how? You wouldn't Sorry. be able to talk because <laughs> the only the reason bag of holding in your undead compatriot, like <laughs> as a stash, you, you would have to put it in Mikey's stomach. Yes. How? I don't know. What, just these are the things we wonder. I mean, we wouldn't lose it. How oh. would we get stuff out of it? That'd be an amazing party oh. trick. In you go. Out comes a sword. In you go. Out comes a man in a door. In you go. Out comes this charred skull. Indigo, How would we put other stuff in? Just something for consideration. I was just wondering, it was very I'm, obvious that you weren't eating your food. Now I'm just thinking about how Mikey even talks, because if you don't have blood and you don't breathe, like how does the air come out and make the sounds? I think to... they don't breathe the, because they don't need to oxygenate their blood, but they can still like pump air into their lungs and use it to speak. Just pull the diaphragm. Yeah. It's like when people die and they have death It's vampire logic. It just, they can talk. It's just a thing. I just can, okay? I just the can. necromancy stops, uh, stops rigor mortis from setting in. So you're good. This might be a fantasy game, but I draw the line at putting a bag inside of our teammate's <laughs> stomach <laughs> just for fun. <laughs> it wasn't just for fun. There's practical reasons. Yeah. What reason could you possibly have to put a thing we can easily reach in and out of inside the body of another person? Hang on, I gotta get my sword. Let me let me put my hand down the trigger. Yeah, hold on, come here. We would do it. We would do it so that it would look like she's eating. (laughs) So that we get the bag later and it's just full of food. (laughs) And then yeah, later on, you go back to the room, delicious meal ready for you. Watch me pull this rabbit out of my friend. Ah. Already been chewed. For your convenience. Anyway, we go and talk to Crow. I'm going to have an existential (laughs) crisis. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just trying to avoid getting those two steps from Maggie melting down. (laughs) Fuck, that broke me. Uh, First time I've ever had a player try to put a bag of holding in another player. I've had a lot of people do a lot of things with bags of holding, but like I, I didn't try. I just, just have asked. a simple a simple question for you, Corey. Have you yes. fucking met us? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you did agree to run this game for us. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, sure did. <laughs> Follow-up question. So you folks- Are you actually shocked? 
<laughs> no, uh, you folks walk over to Crow. <laughs> Player achievement so, broke the DM. Uh, Crow is eating, um, seems to be kind of putting things under the mask, similar to Mikey, but is actually chewing and ingesting things. They've got um, the technique. Sitting next to uh, Fedini La Carzone, uh, the ex-trade prince, um, and they both kind of turn over to you as you approach. He goes, ah, my friends, uh, what do we owe the pleasure? Um, hi, Crow. Ah, uh, oh, Yes. And you see uh, Fadini lean back and kind of like give a little wave at Cassidy. And then he uh, goes back to tucking into his duck um, and turns away. And Crow just kind of turns at you and pauses for a second, rustles around in their bag, pulls out what looks to be a, a sheet of parchment and a, and a quill, an ink stopper. And you see them begin to start writing something. Um, I, I can't, um, oh, these are we, my we friends. We can translate if you need. Yeah, um, uh, a lot of stuff. Um, if you don't want to talk here, that's okay. Um, this is my sibling. I got another one. <laughs> um, and this is Val. And they're my friends. Um, I have a lot of questions for you. Um, they finished the, the note and handed it out to you. And uh, you can see say? that they are actually trying to say something. And you just hear <sighs> coming out. Uh, Cassidy told me about stuff um well she didn't actually but she kind of did um i know that's a different question what does the note say <laughs> are you giving it to someone to translate she looks at it for half a second and then puts it up to val and uh mikey uh val and mikey it says i'm glad you're okay did temper find you so translate yeah we'll, yeah. we'll read that off for you uh yeah yeah we found um yeah that was the whole thing we found her um uh where did you go? I guess here, but, um, oh, there are too many questions. I actually, uh, don't, uh, actually don't know how to have this conversation. Um, did you want to, uh, like, we could go somewhere that's quieter so you can relax? Just bye. Uh, uh, are you sure you don't are you going to turn to anymore? She's trying to just, like, she doesn't know how to have this conversation, actually. She's like, I, um, I'll be like, hey, hey let's talk hey, to let's, the group of us. He- Go find someone hand, quiet where you can talk. A hand comes out from Crow as you go to turn and actually grabs you by the wrist and like tries to stop you from going. Oh. Tizzy just and hugs her. Hugs them. She, like, they don't seem to know what to do. And then kind of it old habits set in and they kind of pull you in for that hug. Oh, and stupid. To, it's not hard to tell that there is kind of a, a pulling from the chest. And you could tell they're crying. Your oh, hair is no. starting to get a little bit wet. There's no sound coming out. Kind of a couple of muffled, same kind of groaning sounds from the throat. Ugh. Tizzy is just uncomfy. Like, <laughs> uncomfy. There are feelings. There are feelings. She's just like Nancy party, Noble's like, feelings. Uh, Several people are, are nearby are all Written language. Is at the written main language. Table. This is my worst nightmare. <laughs> Um, Tizzy just leans in closer and goes, I'm glad you're okay. Um, I guess you're working right now. So that's, that's okay if you can't, um, talk this, I, um, I'm bad at this. You know that, um, shut up. Crow reaches out for the piece of paper back. <laughs> yeah, I hand it over and give Tizzy a little like reassuring pat on the shoulder. Like you can do this. They, this they is gross. I don't like it. <laughs> scribbling another letter out and then hand it directly to you this time, uh, Michaelius. 
Um, and it says in the same kind of very fine looping cursive scrawl, I'm sorry I had to leave you. I didn't want to. I read that out <laughs> quietly. I love, uh, yeah, it's okay. You know, stuff happens. Yeah. They take, they take it back again from Mikey. Yeah. Yep. And just one line very quick and then hands it to Mikey. And Mikey, as you even start reading it, it says, I love you too. And Crow's already pulled in Tizzy again. Aww. Kind of trying not to sob too heavily. Lacarzana is like politely looking the other way. <laughs> Very intent on the asparagus and duck. I just, oh, shut up. You were stupid, emotional. I miss you too, but you don't have to be so fucking. She just kind of stands there and is like very uncomfortable. <laughs> Luckily, you are short enough that they are leaning down a little bit in their chair to, to hug you. And so it is less of a spectacle than you would think. Busy room full of chatting diners. Um, La Carzone seems to be paying attention. Um, you also notice a couple of the heroes have, have caught on as you're on that side of the dining hall. But it seems none of them are intruding. No one's saying anything. You kind of stay like that for a bit. And then Crow kind of wipes the eyes, like adjusts the mask. Oh, I have so many questions, but I don't know... We don't have to do this now. You know, we can talk later when you're not busy, maybe not at dinner where there's like a million people that are kind of watching us all at the same time. Um, they turn and, and take the, the note again. It's starting to like fill up on the front side. So they flip it over to the back side and let out another little scrawl. It says, I have to look after Fadini, but we have time. Uh, Mikey, you're friends with Fadini, right? We can have a... We'll have, well, uh... Fadini kind of perks up at this a little bit, trying not to, like, <laughs> eavesdrop, but very clearly eavesdropping. You're friends. You just, you taught him about concrete today. Um, different, different person. Different person? I don't remember anybody's <laughs> names. No, that was Jazar. I'm so dumb. That was Jazar. Uh, that was literally Jazar. He loves concrete. <laughs> he <loves> concrete. <laughs> God, I get them mixed up in my head so easily. Um, no, but we'll, we'll, we'll. We'll talk. We'll have a picnic or something. Um, I wanted to talk to you, obviously. I, I don't know. Hi. Maybe I miss this you. <laughs> they, take, they take the note a last time. After everyone's in bed. Scrawl out. That sounds lovely to the picnic idea and hands back to Mikey to read out. I do. Okay. 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 Cool. Um, uh, Crow turns over and like puts an arm on Fadini's forearm. And Fadini just kind of smiles sagely and just like pats a hand on Crow's hand on his forearm. Um, and then you kind of see him lean forward, whisper something in Crow's ear. Crow nods and then kind of turns back to his and, ha- and waves. Okay, bye. <clears throat> She's gone. Tizzy bails. <laughs> Tizzy bails. Tizzy bails. I guess. Uh, Mikey, you can pick oh, up the smile beneath the mask for sure. Aww. Wearing a mask. I'm familiar with that. Did you guys ask the trade prince guy about the locket? Oh, fuck. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. Technically, Mikey and Val are still standing there. Can we shout from across the... (laughs) No. 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 Yeah, what do you know Uh, about the locket? Again, this is something we took from from the liches. I'll trail after uh, uh, Tizzy. Val will will, uh, go in close to... Bedini, you like he kind of like gestures you close, like right in between himself and Crow, kind of I using the bodies to block whatever you're <laughs> holding out. Um, uh, 
Felicity applied the deal in unusual things. Yes, I do. I can procure items as well as, uh, well, I am a antique collector, say. I can hopefully tell you what things are worth. We have come into Should possession. you require a fence as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have come into possession of a locket that has a soul in it. And we're not yes. sure if it is a phylactery. We're not sure if it is something that's been imprisoned. I don't know. Can you send it to my room tonight? Take an hour or two get, and I... I uh, will ask. Um, and hands you a um, small piece of paper after scrawling your room number on it. Um, I'd also like to facilitate arranging the picnic between these two. You can yes. let me know a time that's convenient for you to not have your bodyguard for a little while. I'll take a minute. Yes, I can, can, I can arrange to be... Escorted by some of the Silver Star mercenaries for a few hours. Of course, I am aware that my employee had previous ties that they were forced to abandon at shortness. I don't know the specifics, of course, but when I found them, they were already in not excellent health. And gives you kind of this soft smile. Uh, You don't need an insight check to pick up. There's some compassion there. Um, Hired this person in a pretty rough situation. Um, The room number is... uh, One we will immediately forget. We'll completely forget. We'll just go to Fellini's room. Fellini is 115. Let me know and I'll write it in my book. 115. So he's actually pretty close to where uh, Tizzy and Val are all staying. Which are like 125. Crow is 116. Yeah. Oh. Has their own room. All right. Noted. We got a room number, and it's not for fucking. It's not the first one. Yeah. Not, hey, not that attitude. It took us I mean, sure two and a half days. You were into that. <laughs> no. The best part is that Leiden would have received a, a message from Maggie Masters. Were they here? <laughs> Confuses me every time you say Maggie Masters. Um. Miss Maggie Masters, I'll have you know, Lady of Drogernock. She's a lady. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, so you folks continue on with your dinner. Um, you do notice uh, about halfway through the dinner, both the hero Durf, Bogger, and Sassafras disappear for about an hour. Um, <laughs> they do return. You don't have to guess. It's, it's a quickie because he's got to perform after dinner. Pretty much. He's got to perform again. He's acquiring himself some bardic inspiration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that how so, you get that, cast? <laughs> oh my oh god! My god. <laughs> All the bards are different. I don't know. You just have to have a nice just little frolic on your own. It's a mystery. That's why her leaps are so mirthful. Mm. <laughs> Post-sex glow all the time. Yeah, sex mm-hmm. makes you jump higher. Yeah. Everybody knows that. <laughs> well known fact. Yeah. That's why Mario is in such a rush to find Princess Peach. That's why he loses jumping powers. That's why basketball players cheat on their wives when they're like, you know, in a different city. (laughs) Gotta jump better. I like how this mythos is just getting even more more fucked up. Sex makes you jump, obviously. (laughs) I mean, good sex shit. Uh, Anywho, you folks finish dinner. uh, And everyone starts to slowly kind of roll into the main theater. Um, Sassafras disappears behind the backstage curtain on the same place you folks waited before you were announced uh, the first night. And uh, very shortly thereafter, the house lights come down, Silver Star mercenaries and Shadow Blacks in their various positions get the space. And Sassafras begins playing his set. Um, It is all softer, mostly acoustic stuff. 
Um, he comes out, he's wearing very, very nice silver lipstick and uh, claw shadow um, that he has carefully put on his each claw. Um, and he's playing a strange flat instrument that has strings similar to Cassidy's, but it has this kind of a musical, magical twang to um, seeming almost something from Thrask. You can tell that Proctor and Cooper recognize the tone. Um, I think when... I do too. It, it sounds kind of like the end times. It does! You took the joke out of my fucking mouth, you bastard. <laughs> God damn it. I've never it's had a song. joke taken from my mouth as I'm saying it. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What year is it? Uh, anyways, that does bring us to our end times, uh, where each of us have one and a half minutes in our usual order to plug things, shout out things, uh, say nice things about other people and organizations and groups and crews in the world. You are adults, you know what to do. Uh, I'm going to immediately pass it over to Elena. Hello, I am Elena Pete. I play Mikey Gogol. We both are they, them. I gotta admit, I totally didn't think of a shout out for tonight. Um, you can check out my teaching. comic at weregeek.com. Uh, you can check out our uh, recent, uh, let me tell you about my character, uh, up on the uh, Wicked and Fun Co. Uh, YouTube page. Uh, we did a really good character this past week. <laughs> I forgot, their name. I forgot their name. Tanzanite. Varda Tanzanite. Varda Tanzanite, the fanciest of dwarven dancers. I forgot okay. her name too, or their name. Anyway, they're very Fair fancy name. and they have an amazing beard because uh, dwarf. Uh, check it the out. Backstory. It's a lot of fun. That's all I've got. This is where we segue it on Ooh, to. Who else? Who's, I always forget who is next. Is it Amanda? Yeah. It's Amanda. It is me. Hi, I'm Amanda. I use she, her pronouns. I play Val, who also uses she, her pronouns. And today, uh, kicked the butt of a stuck-up swordsman. Um, and apparently I'm, I'm planning a, a meet-cute picnic for for uh, Tizzy and, and Crow. Uh, today I have one short shout-out and one uh, longer shout-out. So the quick one is for openculture.com. Uh, it's a really cool site that has a lot of free stuff. And the particular part I want to draw people's attention to is they have free online courses. They have a list that they constantly update of uh, free to take courses from universities and uh, other places of learning all over the place. You can take courses in pretty much everything, whatever you're interested in. Um, it's listed by like type or, or uh, field. And then you can go from there. Um, some of the courses are with like really impressive universities. Some of them you can get credit, but you have to usually pay to get the credit, but all of the courses are otherwise free. So there's that. You should go check it out. Uh, over 1,700 free courses online. So I'm sure that there's something that will interest you. I also want to shout out uh, a fairly new comic called The Unchosen. Um, and this is by Lisa, my friend Lisa Simon. Um, and you can find it on Tapas. If you search The Unchosen, it's the first one that comes up. I'll also link it in the chat. Um, go check it out. It's fairly recent. It's post-apocalyptic, but kind of hope punky. Um, yeah. So those are my two things. Uh, please, please, you know, go learn things and then go enjoy some culture stuff that cool people are making. Uh, from there, I will pass it on to Isabel. Oh, hi. Um, I'm Isabel. I play Callista. Uh, both of us are she, her. Um, I would like to shout out Cape Breton University uh, again. Um, so about a month ago or so, um, they invited me to do a guest lecture um, for their education department. And uh, I have been like 
uh, working with them over the last week, they're actually turning that, they recorded the lecture and they're making it into a video that they're going to be teaching going forward. So uh, I'm very honored that they thought that I did a good job. Um, and I'm really happy that they're taking um, diversity and transness um, into uh, teaching young new educators. So, and they also sent me some swag, which was really nice. Um, so uh, yeah, thank you Cape Breton University for giving me um, the chance to uh, use my voice and to uh, give me a platform for talking about some of the stuff that uh, young trans kids have to go through in school. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it was a really uh, nice experience and they continue to be awesome. And I hope that um, going forward that that video works out for people. Um, so that's me. I'm going to leave it on a hopeful note, which is going to be mind fucky for Maggie. So thus what? it's going to like throw her off. So then she won't even know what's So Maggie, you're up next. Oh my God, what? Am I? Exactly. Okay. Um, <laughs> hi, Everything's I'm on fire. What? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh i'm maggie i use she and they pronouns tizzy doesn't believe in gender um let me see uh if you like hanging out with us you should probably actually check out a million other of these shows that we are associated with um let me see oh my god I can't read. Uh, cheat sheet and stuff i have it open and i'm reading it and i can't read um, <laughs> i can never remember where the document is here one up on me <laughs> Anyway, yeah, that's the main re- like by the time i remember that i don't have a shout out it's like too late to go find it's that document late. i'm always um, first and i'm always like i <laughs> forgot all the things mm-hmm. so okay obviously alina already shouted out uh let me tell you about my character that we do every other sunday um quinn who was absent tonight is on another show called the worst days that you can which uh alina's also on another show called trash heroes which is shut up my show <laughs> yeah you. i'm gonna shout out all of your shows um and then there's some other lovely people that i know on uh we that we know on tabletop titties and there are some lovely people on mayday roleplay and uh chill times at cool cool times at chill haven high i always get that switched anyway that's all I got because I'm losing my mind. I'm gonna pass it to. Oh, it would generally be and quickly. They're not you here. can you can find most, if not the majority, of those products uh, projects on our actual website of wickedandfunco.com under people's bios. Don't look at Tizzy's though. Do look at Tizzy's. It's as <laughs> good as this series of words. It's as good as you may expect. Um, <laughs> it's very on brand. Have to leave. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give it to Pat before I completely lose my mind. Okie dokie. Hi, uh, I'm Patrick. Um he him, I guess. Sure. I play Cassidy Thorne, who is a whole bunch of things. Um generally she goes by she, I think. I don't really she seems to respond to just attention. Um so maybe that's what her her gender is just attention seeking. Does that make sense? Is that a thing? I don't know. Whatever. So um, male? Yeah, I guess. Male? <laughs> Female, male, fawn, everything in between. Anyone can be attention seeking, friends. Dream hard, work hard, and just ask. Um, so I'm gonna do a, a quick whirlwind of shout-outs. I'm gonna give a shout-out to the worst days on Twitch for rating us tonight. Woohoo! So hey, head over to twitch.tv hey. slash the worst days. Hello, Quinn's homies. We call her Queen. Um, I know we did, but we're gonna we're gonna hype them again. Um, there's also from the the rooftops, our ninja has a, a shout-out, a friend of his. Uh, they surf together and now Rooftop moderates a Twitch D D channel and plays video games with us. 
And uh, his other friend is now working uh, for Symbiotic Games. And the game, if I don't want to get it wrong, I can't remember the game's called. Symbiotic Games is the game. I started looking at the video and want to play it. Uh, the developer's name is Corey. I'll flip a, a video, a link to the video in the chat so you can check it out and learn a little bit more. There you go. Um, then I'm going to give a shout out to me because I'm doing cool stuff. Um, tomorrow I'm in a like fireside chat about storytelling in the Adobe community server. So I guess I'm going to talk to people about telling stories and how we do stories and marketing. Um, and I've also touched base with a podcast I listened to uh, called We Speak Common. And they were like, hey, anyone want to talk about D&D? &D? And I was like, I do. And they're like, OK, let's do it. So uh, we're just getting that set up. So as soon as that gets figured out and recorded, I will tell them to come to Twitch and watch our show. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> We're probably going to talk about mid mid level play because um, growing up, I did a lot. Of, I played a lot of second edition. We did a lot of character dreams, and then we would generally play D and D for like a week each summer, like every single day. So we'd get to like level four, and then you know, and and then I would, and then I would, and there's this weird time where players at like level seven, eight, nine, ten don't really know that they're powerful, so they think they should still be fighting, fighting goblins, but like they can fight dragons. But a dragon shows up, and they all wig out, and no one wants to use their cool new powers. So we're going to talk about that. I'm also going to talk about my new favorite made up um, monster, which is the uh, swarm of goblins, because I think that should be totally be a bad guy. Uh, just a swarm of goblins. that's like CR seven. So you have to fight like 17 goblins at once, but they're all just like stabbing you in the ankles and biting you. Uh, that's about it. That's me. Goodbye. On to Corey. Can a swarm of goblins be called a Maggie? <laughs> no, yes. it's called a problem. Goblins. It's called a threat. <laughs> a swarm of goblins is called a, a threat. A fisting of goblins? Please, God. Whoa! Please, Jesus, oh. God. Why would you say would it, that? Would it be a Maggie-sized fist of the goblins? The internet then? is like... forever, and you choose to say these things. Uh -huh. That's true. The internet is forever, friends. I, I regret nothing. <laughs> I regret nothing. Uh, hello, I am McCray. Uh, I, I, I had sex with a dragon in a threesome involving a fey princess. I My like life goals are complete. At this point, it's like all downhill. So I can now say whatever I want. It's like, whatever. You guys hyped up orgies and then the following week had an orgy in the most extravagant fashion possible. <laughs> uh, so life goals. Uh, yeah, I'm McCray. I use any pronoun. Uh, I would like to thank Pippa Andrew for our theme song, uh, Mike for editing our podcast for the podcast listeners. Hello there on the interwebs. Uh, Alina for our intro video, Rooftop Ninja for being our awesome COO and broadcast and chat mod and everything behind the scenes. Uh, Izzy for doing our Patreon and throwing up our website. Quinn and Maggie for our social medias. Uh, I would also like to shout out all of our other shows, The Brewery, uh, and the other ones that everyone else covered already, so I don't have to this week, which is dope. Uh, I am going to do something sneaky this week for my last shout out. I'm going to shout out my players, because they don't know it yet, but when they get a long rest, at the end of day two, they level up. <gasps> so, so that's yeah. my shout out for this week, is don't die before you go to bed. <laughs> Oh, is no happening. promises. Oh, I'm gonna fuck apes. this up. So, <laughs> that's my promise. shout out is to my players for being brave and stupid in equal amounts. Oh my god, I'm gonna call more someone. Oh, it's gonna be so good. Let me um, make a special announcement, Turtle. Hey, Kaiser, <laughs> Rave Frost. We're gonna die. Okay. This is we won't how ever get to level is... up. Yeah. Um, so you have, I don't know, what, six hours to survive? Uh, anywho, thank you for coming out. We will see you back here 
uh, next Wednesday at 6 p.m. PST, twitch.tv slash something 5e. And we're also on the YouTubes. We have a bunch of highlight reels I've cut. Uh, so they have their own little playlist. So if you want to see the best of, of like episode 30 and episode 44, I think, those are the two episodes I've cut thus far. Uh, there's some fucking golden moments. Um, made me laugh out loud. If you want to know the story of Gregory the Wiener Dragon, it is there. It exists. If you, if you want to see me literally <laughs> unable to talk. We broke watch, Isabel. We full on broke one. Isabel for like two minutes. And it was just the mental image of the Wiener Dragon. Um, but I'm going to end off here with a quote as I do every week. I hope life treats you kind. And I hope you have all you've dreamed of. And I wish to you joy and happiness. But above all this, I wish you love. And I will always love you. Goodbye, everyone. We'll see you next Wednesday. <laughs> it's I, 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 I. And I.